Hello all of you wonderful people out there, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews, my name is Will. And I'm Chuck. And I'm Lee. And this week we are going to be discussing the 2021 film, my god, The Matrix Resurrections. Written and directed oh. by Lana Wyskowski, starring... That is a, mm. Go ahead, what were you going to say? Go ahead. You know, no, you, sorry, no, go, go ahead. <laughs> I said, it's already begun. Yeah, really. It's I said, written and directed by Lana Wachowski, <laughs> starring Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Ayaya Abdullah Mateen II. Is that how you pronounce his name? Sure. You want to take a stab at it, Lee? Um, Didn't think so. Jonathan Groff, uh, Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Henwick, and Neil Patrick Yaya. Harris. Yaya. His name is Yaya. Yaya? You're going to pronounce Yaya. it? Okay, fine. Yaya, Yaya Abdul Mateen II. Yaya. <laughs> yeah, fine. Jessica Henwick, Neil Patrick Harris, and Jada Pickett-Smith. Okay. Don't forget Christina Ricci for half a second. Sure. So we've all been beaten around the bush with this one for a little while now. We've teased this one to oblivion, and now it's finally time to talk about it. I'm going to actually go first on this one. Um, if anybody out there listening, or Chuck, if you've actually um, taken a listen to uh, Lee and I when we reviewed Dr. Sleep... I have a very similar problem here. I think the first act and part of the second act are really good. There are some really good ideas that it introduced. There are new concepts and everything that's going on. The, 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 the character and the way that everything is established. A plus across the board from me. And then the story takes a really weird turn and I ended up not liking it all that much. <laughs> like, and I, I, I don't know, man. I just think it relied way too much on nostalgia. And then it basically descended into, oh, now they um, both Neo and, and, and Trinity have, have, have special powers. Um, Neo was basically a Jedi. And this whole movie basically turns into, well, they have to be kept together because they're in love and they generate energy. Sh- sure. I... I so you kind of just hit the nail on the head right there. This is basically the rise of Skywalker. Yes, they're a for, yes. they're a forced dyad. Yes, and I was like, wait, didn't we just get a movie like this? Oh yeah, the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like they're just they're out of ideas now. They're like, oh, remember when we made this person really cool? Well, now they're not they're not cool anymore. But when they're with somebody, then they're cool. Oh, okay. So now, I guess it's all about who you know. You know, I guess so. It's all about. I guess so. Um, Chuck, thoughts on uh, opening thoughts on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked the movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not my. I'll put it up there. It's not my favorite movie. It's not my favorite Matrix movie. Nothing will obviously beat the first one. Okay. Do you um, think I asked Lee the same question we were off camera, and I'm going to ask the both of you again, Chuck? I'll let you go first. Do you think this movie deserves to have the title Matrix attached to it? Yes. Lee, and here's why? the reason Lee, why. Lee, Lee, <laughs> yes or no? Attached. Yes. Um, it be called Matrix Resurrections? No. Okay. I don't think it should, I don't think, like, I feel like it could be attached, but more as a tagline. Like, blah, 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 you know, return to the Matrix or something, you know? Like, I, I don't know, I just don't feel like it, yeah. I don't think this, so here's, I don't think this feels anything like a Matrix movie. See, I, I, I do, and here's, very different feel. So here's here's how here was here's my overall 
feel of the movie. So the first movie I saw that did something like this was, um, was it Sean William Scott when he played in Bulletproof Monk? Have you ever seen Bulletproof Monk? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. When there's always the one who carries the scroll. At the end of this movie, it ended up being the two that carried the scroll. Very similar in this case. Um, how I looked at it is this is the seventh rendition of the matrix there was neo in the first trilogy was the sixth rendition Mm -hmm. and there was predecessors five and how i look at this and how i viewed it is in and the way i took it is in every rendition neo whatever version of neo is always the one and morpheus is always the one that finds neo and takes him out it's just in a different set in a different way in this case because we still had similar actors. We still had actors that were still alive that could play the same role. They just found a way to bring those actors back into it. And I think if Keanu Reeves or Carrie, or if um, Carrie Ann Moss weren't around, you know, or if they weren't when they, like, like, like they did with Morpheus, they would have found a way to change the look of the character, but it would still carry the name Neo or still carry the name Trinity, um, like they did with Morpheus in this. But Morpheus is always the one in every rendition of the matrix to always free neo and neo is always the one um it's just in this case now it's not just neo they went a little bit further with it and they said okay neo with trinity without giving the whole thing away in the front actually is the one um so when i look at it that way i was like ooh, i actually like the story now because it's 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 like okay the architect in this one the analyst. It's the the analyst. the analyst. It's the architect. It's this. It's the same character because no, he says my no, predecessor. No, it's not. No, it's not the same it's, character yes, at all. He talks. He talks about his predecessor in a negative light. Who, he talks about the architect light. in a yeah. very negative light. Right. Well, I mean, but we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna get into it a lot later. Is, but just what, to put, what I'm saying is though, is that was his predecessor. So he is just a newer rendition of him. Um, he's just doing it differently now because he's the one who controls the matrix, whereas. He because he understands emotion, all kind of fun stuff. So, um, whereas in the original trilogy, he was more, you know, the math behind it and the equation behind it. And this one, you know, we'll get into it more. Is all about the emotion. Um, so I just I I chose to if I looked at it just from nostalgia's sake, it probably would have been a letdown. I looked at it more from. It's just the seventh seventh rendition of the movie, and I thought they did a really good job. I it. look at it from nostalgia's sake because it, this movie looks at itself from nostalgia's sake. This movie is so self aware that you have no other no other way of looking at it. That's that right, and I do, and I I do see the nostalgia, but I don't look at it solely from that perspective. Because I mean, they even do say the word nostalgia in the movie more than once, like more than once. Uh-huh. So I I get that, but. If you if if we had a, a rendition, if we saw the fifth rendition before the previous one, again it would have been nostalgia, hmm. and it, it it just but we just never, we we never saw the first five renditions of the Matrix. We only saw the sixth one. Now we're seeing the seventh one. Neo is always the one. Morpheus is always the one that finds the one. Um, it's just a matter of who plays that part. So if 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 what you're if all that's the case. Just go ahead and recast Keanu Reeves. It would have made a lot more sense if they got rid of they Keanu. Re- if they if they got rid of Keanu Reeves and they get rid of Carrie Ann Moss 
And I would have been perfectly happy with that. This would have been a better movie because what you're saying right now, sir, doesn't really match up with what the movie's trying to convey. And it, it, to me, it doesn't. If you're, if you're, if what you're saying is Morpheus is always the one to find Neo, and Neo is always the one, and this is just a different iteration of what's actually going on within like the real world, then he shouldn't look the same. Just like Morpheus doesn't look the same. <laughs> well, he doesn't look the same. Who doesn't look Do the, the same? People? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, but but no, no. no. In the, the Matrix, the, he does not look the same. In the real but world, there's no, he does. there's no, there's no Morpheus in the Matrix. There's only a Morpheus in this modal that Tom created. Right. So he wasn't going to exist. But he then until he. I'm really. And, and I'm, I'm, said, I'm, yeah, because he created it. I'm really curious if like. Just Lawrence Fishburne and, and, and Hugo Weaving looked at the script and said, no, I don't want to be attached to this at all. Um, I will pass. I will pass. Thank you very much. Well, ju- just like Michael Keaton passed on Batman Forever. No. He did. Michael Keaton would have been in Batman Forever. He, 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 he actually, said, specifically actually right. said actually he saw right. the script. Lee's, Lee, I, I, give, I give you that. Lee is right. And for all those listening, this is Lee's way of just bringing in his favorite movie into our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a With different that wasn't, movie, Batman and Robin. That was, a, that was a different set of circumstances, though. At least, like, Lana Wachowski is attached to this. Like, Tim Burton wasn't attached to Forever at all. So there's... No, no not at all. The, you get, you gotta, and the Wachowskis, you, both of them are in it. Her, his sibling, their sibling, helped produce the movie. They just, went, they just didn't help direct the movie. So... They were both attached to it. They were both attached to it, but Lana was the one who was kind of... The director. She was, yeah, she was the one who was at the helm of this thing. And there's there's actually a couple of lines that are thrown into this movie that make me think that she did not want to make this at all. It was just like she was forced into doing it. There's actually a line when... We'll we'll get into it later on, but the the line... Oh, like the entire movie that says, like, I don't want to do this? Warner Brothers wants a fourth Matrix, and they are going to do it with or without us or not. That is a line in this movie. It, and right. it's just, it's so on the nose about what the motivation. Do we have motivation. a problem, buddy? You want to step outside? <laughs> well, the thing is, is they kind of set themselves up for it because at the end of the third movie, when they're like, I guess we'll see Neo again. And then it's like roll credits. They left the it of, open-ended. And I agree with they that. They left it, you know, if they closed it off, <sighs> then they would never have been forced to do it. I mean, they... It, I didn't see a they're full on. They're not the on, MCU. They don't. They're not trying to find a way to actually resurrect characters. They set themselves up for this. I didn't see when you watch the end of Matrix Revolution. I didn't see like a full on resurrection coming. I more thought not of like, like this, what you no. laid out when you started to go on your uh, when you started to go on your little preamble, Chuck. When you said this is just another iteration of the Matrix and Neo was always going to be the one. I just always assumed that if they ever did reboot this franchise, we were going to get a completely different Neo that isn't Keanu Reeves. And I, and I agree with you. I and think if that happened, been, I think this movie would have been a lot better. I think it would have been better, 100%. I agree with you. I think it would have been 100% better um, because then it would have been just the next part of the saga. Right. It's like when you watch, you know, if you, if you watch the, the Star Wars saga, the first saga in, the, in the, the first trilogy, not the first one created, but the prequels, was about Anakin. The second one was about Luke. and you know, it was, you saw the generational thing doing that. If they had done it that way, it would have been better. Um, 
they didn't do it that way. If Neo, but I still if appreciated Neo, the movie. See, I think that would have been a good idea too. If Neo in Trinity had a child, and now all of a sudden that child is like the Messiah figure, it, 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 like in this new franchise, I think that would have been a cool idea too. Yeah, but they they would still have to find a way to resurrect. Yeah, if they had a child before she died, right? They, but if you they the would have had a shoe on something like that in, but it would have. They only had seven. They only had seventy two hours, and there would have been no way that <laughs> <laughs> she could have been <laughs> and had a kid in seventy two hours. No, not um, at all. You're you're absolutely but, right. But the 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 essence of the one could have been. I mean, they could have been put into anybody in the Matrix. Um, I think they just brought. Carrie Ann Moss and um, Keanu Reeves back into it because they're the face of the Matrix. Um, nostalgia, nostalgia. That nostalgia. only. Same story without them. It would have been. A, it would have made it better. But I'll still say it. Some people are like, ah, I really didn't like the movie. I I enjoyed the movie, and I've watched it three times now, and I still enjoy it. I've watched it three times as well, and and I. And in, in the order, I go Matrix, Matrix Resurrections, then Reloaded, and then I go Resolutions. Put, I put Reloaded um, way above this. Revolu- I think Revol- Reloaded was a much better, much better film. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, you're, you're entitled. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion yeah. on how you feel about this, then, man. Go for it. I mean, wear it. I like it. Okay. I li- and I know it's gonna. I, and that's why I was looking forward to this conversation because I know it's we're gonna divided. Be, we're, we're we're divided. We're divided. That's and that's that's perfectly fine. That's kind of what I I want this to be a lot more of. But anyways, let's uh let's get into the review properly. So we begin the movie with this character named Bugs, who is essentially watching a reenactment of Trinity's introduction in the first film. Only who is also the main female character in Marvel's Iron Fist. Is she really? <laughs> she is the main character, main female character in Marvel's Iron Fist. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know. I, she is the love. She is that. the love interest of Danny Rand. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for her. She's spreading her wings a little bit. I wish nothing but the best for her career. Um. So the reenactment that this uh, Bugs character is watching is the same, but it's a little different. Starts out exactly the same. A Trinity character is sitting at a computer terminal and she is surrounded by the police, cops, feds, whatever you want to call it. Only in this version, whereas the original, uh, Trinity, you know, escapes and gets away and she's fine. In this one, she is absolutely captured. Which, and they're talking, they're, they're having it, well, Bugs is having a conversation with the operator who is, who is in this film. Zeke. Zeke? Well, Zeke, yeah. Sequoia. Zeke. Sequoia? Seek. Sequoia. Seek. Okay. Zeke. Seek. S-E-Q. Seek. Like, like Sequoia, but... Fine. Abbreviated. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Nicknamed. they know they're watching a reenactment. They know that this was programmed by something or someone. They just don't know why. I don't know. It, it, it's still... It, it's one of those things in this movie that is like... They're, at, at first, I thought that, you know, the machine world or, or the Matrix as a program was making these reenactments to try to figure out what exactly it did wrong and how are they going to correct it later on down the line. Like, here's a contingency. What if Trinity is captured? Does the event still play out as such? That's kind of what I thought this movie was doing, and I really liked that idea. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was a great way to introduce nostalgia and have a callback in a really creative way. And I'm, I'm, that's one of the first things that bugs me is because the idea like this kind of ends up going nowhere. Well, the, re- the what I saw in it is they're going through these modals to try to understand, because 
you know, as we all find out, yes. she sees Neo um, when he, quote unquote, jumps off the roof. Um, and it's a different person, but she sees Neo. And after she sees Neo and she's, you know, taken out of the Matrix, um, she's watching all of, she's going through all these modals to see what originally happened to understand who Neo is, to try to understand what's going on, um, to figure out who Trinity is, to see the whole story so she can actually follow this trail of breadcrumbs, per se, to find Neo and then release him. That's how I took it. I'm surprised that... Oh, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not even going to say that. Anyways, just like the original, agents show up, and we get a classic line... Uh, the lieutenant there, wow, we already sent up two teams. No, lieutenant, your men are already dead. And it's this character, Yaya, that, that Lee corrected me on, thank you very much. Well, who's, he's Smith. Who's, who's playing, who's supposed to be playing Smith, but at the same time, later on, we find out that he's Morpheus. And he goes upstairs, and it's a whole, it's... it's he's Smithius. It, Smithius. <laughs> Smithius. Smorpheus. Anyways. Smorpheus. <laughs> Anyways. So we're off to the races. Bug Bugs gets spotted and she basically has to run for her life. There's a scene right here where she's running clear as day, like in a straight line, and the agents and police open fire on her and hit nothing. So I'm like, okay, yeah, they're bringing stormtroopers into this as well. Great job. All right. <laughs> um, While she's running away, this yaya smith morpheus character grabs her and pulls her into a door it's the same concept of back doors that we see out of reloaded which i thought was really cool that was a clever way to bring everything together they yeah. have a go ahead, you want to say something about well, that? what was cool about no, that was it was actually okay. it was a key store it I, I yeah i know i noticed that too i thought that was kind of cool too it, it was, was a it nice was a little, store that was like made keys it was a nice little throwback it was a nice little throwback um it, he pulls her in and they are Face to face, they don't shoot each other. They just both have like an understanding of who they are and what they're supposed to do. This entire conversation is taking place in Mr. Anderson, Neo's apartment that we see in the first Matrix movie. And this Bugs character is just over the moon that they found this room. It's really odd how excited she is. Um, this Yaya character reveals himself to be Morpheus and then he has to find Neo and she gushes and throws her arms around him and they both attempt to make their escape basically right now is we get the first we get the first introduction of the red pill blue pill concept and he obviously takes the red one and then for some reason he starts to act very drunk i thought this was it was actually really funny when he comes it, up and he's like hey guys <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought what was funny it was actually pretty funny i thought it was funnier it was they're back in the hallway and um this bugs character puts her sunglasses on him and he's like oh I've never wore glasses like these before. And it was just like, <laughs> what are we doing? So he's acting very... Did you catch the other agent's name? I, I didn't. I'm, I'm going for When he actually, when, like when he kind of like, like he doesn't just, because the door was at an angle in the key room. So when he comes in, he like falls up. Yes, yeah, stand yeah, up yeah, yeah, in yeah. the room. And, um... He looks at the guy, and I think, I don't know, I, I think just because of the, the, the person they use, the, the other agent's name was Agent White. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was Smith. And what that brought me back to was, um, Men in Black. you ever see Men in Black? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Mr. White. 
<laughs> and you know, that's what it, that, that brought me back to. Then they go back into the, the, the hallway while the doors, because they're trying to get to the right spot. Um, so while they're in the apartment for a brief moment, they do get into a little conversation and there's a little exposition up right here where she basically explains to, to Morpheus that we're inside of a modal and a modal is a simulation to involve evolve, uh, programs. And I'm still thinking this is just a way for the matrix to determine exactly what it did wrong in, in the last iteration and how everything kind of fell to pieces. I'm I'm still operating under that concept because the movie is telling me that and and again it's a really interesting idea. So I just I just wanted to uh to get that out there. They then go on to explain how each of them got free or or they broke their attachment to what the matrix was. Bugs's explanation is she saw Neo and it opened her mind. Morpheus's explanation is he saw raindrops that turned into a pattern. No, they weren't raindrops. It, he was window. he was sitting inside. Hang on, he was sitting inside of a coffee shop eating, and it's raining outside. And he notices that the raindrops are turning into patterns on the glass coming down. And he's like, "I just saw a loop. It's repetition. We're just stuck inside this prison." Like that was the explanation. Well, if you look really really close at the 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 mirror in the bathroom and the yeah. window, yes, it's actually the matrix. matrix it's the matrix, matrix code. code, right? So he actually saw code. Um, he was recognizing that there's code in all of this. Um, you see that at the very, very end when Trinity sees it, she sees code everywhere. Um, it was just, I thought that was a very cool thing. They actually took like the condens, the, um, the condensation, condensation yeah. and turned condensation into code. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was very well done. It. it was subtle. And that's it what was made very it really subtle. cool. Okay. We had to look for it. It was, it was a little too subtle for me then because I didn't, I, I did not notice that at all. Wow. Yeah. No, it was really it was really cool. It was very well done. It was it was hard to see initially. They may they end up making their grand escape by uh jumping off of a roof and they just basically fall into into the void and then you see the the matrix binary just kind of consume them, which I thought was was really interesting. Later on in the movie we get to, you know, a, a certain part of exposition where they basically say, "Hey, we don't need phones anymore. We can just escape pretty much wherever we want." I mean, they're basically using mirrors. Um, they're 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 mirrors. mostly move, using mirrors, but here, like when they jump off the roof, they don't use a mirror. They just kind of fall into nothing. But wasn't it raining out? I use seriously. Yes. I'm gonna say like the it reflection could've... of the water on the ground. It's a puddle. It's a puddle. It's a puddle. It's a puddle. Okay, sure. sure. It's all about reflections, so not so much mirrors, but reflections. It's how yeah. they create portals mm-hmm. with a reflection. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. So anyways, we then cut to Thomas Anderson, who is working at his computer. He is surrounded by Matrix nostalgia, memorabilia, (laughs) and toys and statues, the whole gambit. We find out that he's a game designer, that the Matrix was actually a video game, and the the game company that he's working for, or the software company that he's working for, is Deus Machina, which is ridiculous. Um... He then goes to a coffee shop with a really annoying buddy of his. And who should walk into the coffee shop but Trinity? She walks in. They meet for the first time. They sorry, have, sorry, that's Tiffany. Tiffany. I'm calling her Trinity. <laughs> they meet for what is appears to them to be the first time, but we all know that it's not. And there's an instant connection between the two of them. They shake hands and they have that moment. And it's, it's really, it's touching and the whole thing. And then all of I, a sudden, her go ahead. I thought this, this... My 
it took me a couple times to uh, before I put this together, but in all of their reflections, you see another version. You see of another them. version of themselves. Yeah. Not it's not in this scene, but yes, you start to see that throughout the movie. You actually right. do see um, it. You actually do see this. it in this scene when he goes to pick up his cup of coffee. The reflection on you the see, table. You see him. You see him. He's talking to the, you yes. see a, 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 you a see, bald, yes. yeah. the old bald version of him. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, how does he know that she, if they're all seeing what, if the Matrix created this digital version of them that everybody else is seeing and only you can see yourself as this, how that's where it got really, that's where the connection of the one for these two came into play. He can still see her for her, and she can still see him for him. No, right. and they can see each other for themselves, but nobody right. else but them sees it unless they're unplugged. Right, right. Um, so he sees Tiffany or Trinity as he's seeing Carrie Ann Moss. He's not right. seeing yeah. whereas the, the, the other we find out later girl. that there was a reflection, and she is actually a blonde woman. He's not seeing the blonde woman. He's seeing Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, that and that's where the, and that's where like in the in the in the conversation that they're having that's coming that comes up later on when she's like I told my son that I look how do I, I told I look, my, my husband yeah. my husband I look just like her and he started laughing mm-hmm. makes, because he makes doesn't so- see he, he doesn't see her that way not at all no right um, but Neo does and she does yes um, so that that what I thought was a was a cool connection as well too. I do think that I do think it's pretty cool too the way that they do that. They um what do they call it later on? Um, residual self image, but they don't call it residual self image in this movie. They call it something completely different. The digital digital self something. image. Yes, digital yeah. self image. Um, so like we were saying, they're in they're in the coffee shop. They meet for the first time. I I guess is the, is the term that I I want to use there. And it's quickly broken up by her husband who walks in, and her husband's name is Chad. Do either one of you know who Chad is? Chad is uh, every character played in the Truman Show to distract him from knowing what's really going on. Aside from that. <laughs> so, so that's what I wanted to bring up this entire time. This movie is like 50% the Truman Show. I did not get that at all. Oh, totally. I did not the entire get that thing at all. is like all this stuff is happening around him and he's freaking out like what is going on and he's trying to sort that out. Like everybody everybody who's been programmed or like all the ones programmed, all the ones who are behind it are just trying to keep him at bay. Or keep him and her basically distracted from knowing beca- what's going on. From knowing what's going on. And you see all this stuff kind of playing out around him. You got Jude, who's basically trying to, he's his handler. Yeah. You've got Cush, who's her handler, you know, just like his best friend, you know, bringing the beers over a Truman show. Same, same idea. Right. And it was like, it was watching it going, I'm like, oh man, you've got like Matrix mixed with the Truman show, mixed with Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so it was a. I don't know. I don't get. Yeah. I don't get a Truman Show vibe from any of that. I mean, in the Truman Show it was a little bit more nefarious because it was, you know, for the purpose of a television show. This is turns into something completely different that I, I don't care for. That I don't want to get into. Well, right I, now. I think it's. I think it's Truman Show in the sense of people trying to stop them. They other people know, like Jude, the guy he's in the coffee shop with. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Um, just he said. knows what's going on. He knows that Neo is Neo. He's a program. And, of course he knows. I mean, and he's per- and he's doing everything he can. And that's why when Bugs comes up and says he knows what's going on. Okay, so mm-hmm. first of he's all, he's preventing he's, Neo from knowing the truth. The problem that I have with your Jude theory is if it, if that's the case, why does he introduce the two of them? 
Like, he bites the bullet. Like, I'm going to be a buddy for you right now, and I'm going to introduce the two of you when he gets up and he goes over and he has a conversation with Trinity. Oh, by the way, this is such and such. Like, he's the one who initializes that introduction. That goes along with what the analyst says later on about, like, longing for a life you didn't have, but desiring a life you said something like that like hope and desire are the same he also has yeah. a, he also has a lot of dialogue about keeping them close but not too close like they can circle each other but they can never actually like come into contact like that's right the whole i think point. That's in the, the real world but but and that's in the, the real world in both in both in both in both they, yeah. they are you serious so, they 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 make contact well, later end. on in this they movie can... and they full on Jedi push everybody away from them. Yes, it's ridiculous. But they made contact they made contact differently. They made contact willingly to make a connection the, as opposed the... to I'm holding your hand. They're like, wait, I'm I'm touching your hand. Oh, this is interesting. No, I don't think Jude was no, Jude was totally behind the whole thing. I don't think so. Um as well. So. And I think I think if well, Jude... Bugs even tells him Bugs even tells him that he is. That's later on. He's not your friend. When he's on, yeah, right, that's but that's, Bugs that's tells later him on. That Jude is, but initially, if that if, if what the two of you are saying is true, I still stand by. There's no way that he would introduce them. He would not in, he would not initiate that encounter between the two of them if he was. What's the best way of disguising the truth, though? It's putting it in plain sight, right? I don't know. You're hiding it right under his nose. I, I'm gonna have to. to I'm gonna have to agree with Chuck here. This like, movie, this this movie is not, this movie is not that deep. <laughs> this is not the original Matrix movie where we have to analyze every scene that we see and try to decipher what it means. This movie is a lot more on the nose than that, and it's purposely think, done that I way. I think I think they gave a lot that's on the nose while still burying some stuff in there to make you think. I don't. I I I just don't. I don't. I don't see it that way. I think maybe okay. Is he is is Jude a program to handle Neo to a certain extent? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Does he know everything? Is he privy to all of this information that that the analyst is up no. to? I don't believe no. that's the case at all. So neither in, do I. As I was as I was saying, um, this Chad character, I was surprised no. when I was uh, actually looking people up. This is the guy who did the majority of Keanu Reeves' stunt work in The Matrix. Really? Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Like they are going that meta with it. <laughs> Chad guy, Chad guy, who? Oh, oh, that guy. Oh, Tiffany's husband. Tiffany's husband. Tiffany's okay. husband. Yep. But you can call me Tiff. Anyways, so like I was saying, they meet, they shake hands. There's an instant connection, but then it's 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 interrupted by her husband, and he basically pulls her away. Now, if you want, actually, to... it's actually it's interrupted by her son. Yeah. <laughs> And the and ask, question uh, ask is oh, if he's yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. basically are you trying to get with my are you mom? Trying to get with my mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but then her husband walks in. Honey, we gotta go. Like he pulls the whole. Come on, come on. He pulls stop, the whole. Stop, right. stop, stop, stop talking to this guy. I'm jealous. Let's let's get out of here. Like he does the he whole thing. He is also yeah. He is also like Truman's wife on Truman Show. He's a, he's a, he's a handler. I would I would agree with that. He is in on it too. Yeah. Because every yeah. time she's doing something, he shows up. I don't know. I guess my hang up, I guess my hang up on like the term handler and whether they know what they're doing or not is solely based on the fact that they are programs doing what they are programmed to do. So just because yeah. you just because you have a program doesn't necessarily mean that it knows everything that's going on within the system. No, no, no. But it's no. like it's like it's like the analyst knows everything the that's happening. The analyst he, knows everything. Fine. But in the Truman show, the director knew everything that was happening and telling them what to do. But everybody right. but every, same thing. But everybody in the town. Like he told everybody, his best friend in Truman. Everybody in the town was in on it. 
Like everybody in the town knew what was up. They all knew that they were on camera. They all knew that it was a television yeah, show. They, yeah. They, everybody was in on it. Here, I don't think you can say that because they're programs. No, but with the, with were, the with the snap of his fingers, they go into swarm mode. So it's like he okay, had them so all under control you're, you're, one you're way just, or another. You're, you're just you're, now you're just hacking the programs or or bending them to your will. If you mean. yeah, but but my point is he was overseeing the whole thing and basically could make anybody who needed to be a part of the whole thing. Just so, like in Truman Show, the director, like when the like when he's at the beach and and he made his friend bring him. You know, he's like stop him from going. He goes with the, there with some beer, yep. you know, Always at the beer. beach, and you know. That wasn't his choice. That was the director telling him to go and do that. Fine, but again, I mean, I just, I find it really difficult to grasp onto because Jew did not try to stop anything. He initiated their, their interaction. Again, you hide the truth by putting it right fine, in front of fine. you. Fine, fine, I don't see it, but you two clearly do, so I'll, I'll, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll back off on that one. Anyways, we go back to the office where uh, Neo is summoned to his boss's office, and... He gives the oblivious line that that, that that comes out of the first game, and his boss is all you know smitten about that. You wrote that one for the first game, and blah blah blah. And they have a sit down, and they're talking about how Warner Brothers wants a fourth Matrix, and they're going to do it with or without us. That is that. That's probably my favorite line in this movie because it justifies this movie's <laughs> existence for me. Like I just, I have a feeling, I have a feeling like Lana Wachowski knew that people like us were going to be talking about this, knew that there were going to be fans who were going to just point at this and say no, and this line was put in there as both an apology to to, to fans of the franchise, an explanation to fans of the franchise, and at the same time, kind of sticking it to Warner Brothers for forcing this thing to happen. And it, it comes up a couple of other times um, later on in the movie. Well, actually, you know, almost, um, almost immediately. So during their face-to-face, Neo starts to hallucinate that um, his boss's or Smith's mouth is being, like, well glued shut like, <laughs> like his own mouth it was, was pretty cool. in the first Matrix movie. It was a nice little callback. I will say that. The callbacks in this movie, they make sense. It's not like other things. That, it's not like The Force Awakens where all of the callbacks were so forced and it was so blatantly just trying to be new hope all over again here, the callbacks and, and the nostalgia, it actually makes sense. And I, I do appreciate that. And I like like when he goes into his office, his boss's office, well, Smith's office, and you hear Smith saying, you know, the exact lines that, and he says it in the same you know, tone. I didn't write it down. I didn't write around word for word, but it was basically the same line when he when they're looking out the window, they're in the sky rise, they're looking out the window, millions of people living their lives oblivious. Like it was it's exactly, the, conversa- it's the, <laughs> copy it's and the conversation that he's having with Morpheus. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. It's but then it right. also alluded to him going into his boss's office. Yes. Do I make myself clear? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, or crystal clear. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. that original conversation that tom anderson has with his boss before he becomes neo right um so they kind of took both of those conversations and put it into one in this and i appreciated both i appreciate they kind of killed two birds with one stone in that no, and i i like i agree with that for the most part i agree with that um we then cut to neo and he is sitting down with his therapist who is neil patrick harris who is wearing these ridiculous blue glasses <laughs> i love it i love it 
I never. Okay, so I never. All the glasses in this movie were ridiculous. It, they were for the most they were, part, but these ones especially, like just like these ridiculously like bright blue in your face frames. It is fantastic yep. to look at. Neil Patrick Harris in this movie, I actually really liked, and I'm not the biggest fan of Neil Patrick Harris. I I always think he's a little bit over the top. He's eh, he he's hit or, very hit or miss for me. But here, I actually really no, Harold enjoyed and Kumar he, ruined him for me. Really? No, that was that was your breaking point. <laughs> well, I mean, before that, I didn't really know him in much except well, he was like Doogie. Doogie yeah, Howser. Doogie Howser. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like I hate Yeah, that Harold show. and Kumar was his comeback and then he's just like, Hey, I'm gonna do things again now that I've got well, this like weird fame. Well, there was the um what's the other T V show he did with um How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, yeah. Yeah. Which was I mean, after I, Doogie after um Harold and Kumar though. Right. Um, but Harold and Kumar, he was just a giant pervert in that movie. I just, I couldn't do it. I didn't like it at all. Mm. But that's just me. So during this, uh, during this therapy session, um, they were having a talk about how Neil feels and what he actually thinks is going on. And Neil responds with, well, either I'm having a mental break again, or I'm living inside a simulated reality that's trying to imprison me again. And it's, it, it it's just, okay, great. You're... That's what I really. That was the first point in this movie where I said, "Oh, this is going to be fantastic if this is the road that it goes down." And let me break down what I mean. If this movie's intention up until this point was to lead me to believe that the original trilogy was just going to end up being, "Hey, Neo may or may not be somebody that's you know hanging out in a padded room right now," when the events of the original trilogy just played out in his head, I would have been all over that. This movie would have been fantastic if this was the road that it actually went down. I think that's brilliant. It would have breathed new life into what this franchise could have been, or or what this new movie or or, or trilogy that they may or may not end up doing could have been. I thought that would have been really cool. I th- that's just me. You realize that they set this up for. There's one. I know. Line. I forget what they said. I know. They said that for another whole trilogy. I know they are. I know they are. Because in that conversation, where they're like, well, no, when they're actually in that room with the group of people, they're like, yeah, we can, you know, we have more to do than just this one, you know, and many more or something like that. But they set this up for another trilogy. So, yeah, it's, it's, it was. <laughs> I'm not excited about that can, at all. Can you handle two more? Of these? No, I can't. <laughs> Especially the way that this movie leaves off. Like, what are they gonna do? Where are they gonna go? Like, I, I, I swear to God, if we get one of these uh, sequels and the sky is literally rainbows, I'll throw something at a screen. Like, that would be the dumbest <laughs> idea in the world. <laughs> I mean, if if they, but the thing is, if they make a sequel and they don't do it, then people are gonna be very upset. I don't think they would be. I don't think, they I would think be so either. because she's like, "That's a good idea." The rainbow things—that's a great idea. Like, it, I think you would. I think you would be thick. upset. Like, the movie told me that they were gonna have Scots as rainbows, and there's no rainbows. It lied to me. <laughs> it lied to me. <laughs> Why am I even here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we find I think out. I said five things. <laughs> really, you're, you're you're you don't have a lot of thoughts about this movie, do you? You guys are just. It, it's more fun to watch the two of you because I'm kind of like, I'd say I'm on the fence closer to Will's side, but I'm just like, eh, you know, it could have been a lot worse than it was. I, I would so, agree with that. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. That's, but that's what I'm saying too, is I think with 
if like we talked about before, if they use different characters, like they said, like we talked about earlier, and they use they kept the same names, Neo, Trinity, Morpheus, but use different people to fill that because it's a different ideation or rendition of the of the Matrix. Um, that would have made it better. Um, Agreed. Even if they kept the story the same as it is now, it still would have been better because now you have somebody else who very who is very different remembering this past life as somebody else going, why am I remembering this when it's not even me? But it was still the one. He's just remembering his life as the one prior to. Um, so that's why I say I still appreciate it for what they did, and they were just trying to use names. I think they tried to use Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss as, like they did for Superman 1 when they brought in um, Marlon Brando. They did that <laughs> specifically for, you know, advertising sake. That was uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. That was it. So they're using those two so, to yeah, yeah. build it, it up. It could have been a lot worse. Neo could have been a green bagel. No. Yes. <laughs> he could have been a bagel. Do you know that this story? Loki. No, do you know that story? Yeah, no. the green bagel. You don't no. know that. Tell him. Tell him about the green bagel. So, no, I don't. So when Brando was approached to be in Superman 2, the budget wasn't really all the way there, or Brando's <laughs> asking was just so ridiculous that, you know, the... um. Oh, who 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 were the um the production team that was behind those movies? Oh my God, Salkind. Yeah, Salkind? The, the, the Salkind oh. brothers. Yeah. Um, they they basically did not want to give uh, Brando everything that he was asking for. He was basically asking mm-hmm. for the highest budget. He wanted to be paid more than Christopher Reeves. <laughs> he wanted a certain percentage of the box office. He wanted his royalties to be through the roof. Like it was absolutely ridiculous. And when the oh, yeah. Salkinds declined all this. Marlon Brando was like, well, if you really want me in the movie, just bring me back as a green bagel. Yep. That's a true story. Yep. yep. This happened. <laughs> that's so, I, I just think that's funny. Anyways, back to the movie. Um, after Neo's therapy session, he gets back home and we find out that he's being prescribed some medication and it's just a bottle of blue pills. He is blue pilled up to the nines. And it makes perfect sense for why he's questioning everything right now. If he's confused, it again, I'm going to say it. If this movie was just painting Neo out to be a mental patient, I think that would have been more interesting than what this movie actually ended up turning into. Um, so it's it, it, it's again, it's being very self-aware with itself, which I'm going to sound like a broken record. I really do appreciate. We cut back into the office where they're discussing the game plan for what the Matrix 4 is going to be. What is this woman's name again, Lee? I'm sorry. For which? Where they where they go back into the office and there's the woman with the with the plan to this is what oh, makes Christina Ricci? Yes, Christina Ricci. She's there and her eyes Is that who that was? Yeah. For for literally, she's there for like f- four seconds. But it's maybe. ridiculous because her eyes are so buggy. It, it instantly reminds, I don't know if you know it, Chuck, but it instantly. Well, her eyes are always buggy in every movie she plays. Okay, yeah. then never mind. It just, it instantly reminded of um, the Black Hole Sun video by Soundgarden, where everybody's <laughs> lips and eyes get really, really wide, and it's ridiculous. Like, it's so over the top. That's what this reminded me of. Like, her eyes just got bigger and bigger and bigger as her, like, on-screen continued. It was, I thought it was really, well, that's weird. Um, like the pitch meetings, like the pitch, like the beginning of every pitch meeting. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, we then get a Pretty montage much. over the, um, over the truck, White Rabbit. <laughs> so, uh, uh-huh. uh, huh. 
And it's basically people just saying the same things over and over and over again. What is the matrix? Matrix is something to F with your head. And people, you know, want to be typed into their synaptic nerves and they want that what the H moment all the time. And it's just, it's so over the top the way they just, the way that they're just repeating themselves. We get this really awkward scene with Neo who's on an elevator and it's just people in cell phone culture and Neo's the only one who isn't on a cell phone. Really, uh-huh. really on the nose with that one. Uh-huh. Okay. And then we just get a bunch of people. Okay. This is a pet peeve I have with film in general is this scene right here where you have a bunch of suits who work in an office for a multi-billion dollar company who are discussing why an original idea sells. And they're trying to like recapture that magic, almost like they're trying to recapture lightning in a bottle. I, th- I, think, it, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that any suit working for an office would think this way, but we know that they do. It's the reason why Memento is going to be rebooted. It's absolutely ridiculous that people whoa, whoa, think whoa, like whoa, this. Whoa, whoa. Is, is that a real thing? Lee? Is, is, a, is what a real thing? I'm reading something else here, but what's that? Is Memento really being rebooted? Yes. No. Yes, no. yes, it is. It's being remade. Yes. No way. What? Okay. Why? What do you mean, why? He already did it by, by making his full movie, <laughs> which was Tenet. It's not going to be Christopher Nolan. Yeah, well, then they should leave it alone. Well, Get out of there. It's, it's that, Don't that's, touch that's that. That's where we're at. That's what they're at. You even have a character in the scene who goes, this can't just be a rehash reboot piece of garbage. And then somebody chimes in, why not reboot sell? Like it's really hammering this message of reboots and, and remakes and, and this no, I, type I, of movie culture home. I get that, but we're not going to see Memento. Memento's not happening. Why? Why? Because that's like it's, it's because mm. and it's going to sell. It's going to do really good. It'll well, you know, in, what, all you know honesty, really horrible? in all honesty, Total Recall was garbage. Yeah, I know it Total was. Recall I know it was, was a horrible but the truth, remake. The truth is that this, whatever this new version of Memento is going to be, I guarantee you it makes more than the original did. This is what I just looked this up. It says the remake of Christopher Nolan's Memento See? is still happening, but its producer insists it's not really a remake, just something similar. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great wording. <laughs> yeah okay that's ridiculous that's ridiculous yeah i love i love when that happens it's like it, it's not the same thing i just call it windows <laughs> <laughs> sure oh geez anyways um we then get Something really interesting. We get a, a, a nice sit down in a coffee shop between Mr. Anderson and, and Tiff. Are you happy with that one? Um, they sit down. They have coffee together. They're having a general conversation about life. And Thomas is a video game developer. And this is when Tiff goes into the whole thing about the characters in his video game and how that Trinity character looks a lot like her and how I told my husband about this and he laughed at me. Hmm. Because he doesn't see her. No, he, he doesn't. Sees... See, he doesn't see that at all. He sees her as a blonde. No, exactly. Right. And she wanted to kick his jaw or kick him in the face so hard that maybe his jaw would just break off. Well, she, which she... I, I like. I like that we get to see her kick somebody like yeah, that later on. Yeah, it's, it's a nice cool. little little throwback. Oh, kind of cool. Um, we're back at Thomas's office. 
and it's being evacuated for reasons. Maybe I love how they have like online culture uh, references in here or how, oh, some nerd in his basement is probably having a swatted. It, it was really funny to see hear something like that. Um, Neil gets a text message to tell him to go to the end of the hall or the room at the end of the hall if he wants answers. And it's Morpheus who's in the bathroom. And again, we get we get red pill, blue pill time, and Neo freaks out. This can't be real. You can't be real. I programmed you. This isn't really happening. And then we get the big shootout. We get the first big shootout of the film. I am going to. And did you see? Did you see where Morpheus's guns come from? I I, I must have missed it from behind him. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out too. He pulls them out of nowhere. They just yeah. appear. They just appear. I, I'm actually <laughs> just me. reading about that right now. No, so he just the, jumps and pulls out. They so actually the just toilet appear stall, out of nowhere. They just appear. In oh. the toilet stall where Morpheus suddenly gets an SMG and a pistol. Suddenly. In, in the time suddenly. of one frame, they suddenly appear <laughs> in his hands where there is nothing to suggest he's ca- he's concealed carry okay. with a shoulder holster. So, especially with that suit. There's sequestered no way before he was, con- he there's no way he was concealing anything with there. that suit. <laughs> I mean... He, he couldn't conceal a knife with that suit. All right, fine, <laughs> fine. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some things back at the two of you. If you think this movie's throwing little deep, subtle things in there, then why not think of it like this? If Morpheus now is all program and no longer man, and we already established that they really don't need phones to enter or exit the Matrix anymore, why not mm. just have, hey, magic guns appear out of nowhere? Well, that's the whole point of the that's Matrix the point, at this yeah. point. I mean, is they're it? basically, at this point, they're, they're basically just Green Lantern. They can just make whatever they want with just, like, their thoughts. Here it is. Well, he's the program. He, uh, pro- the programs can. The programs can. Yeah, that's what I'm getting and, and at. And Neo should be able to as well. Neo's not right? a program. People, but Neo's not no, a program. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying Neo should be able to as well because he can control the Matrix. Or should he be can, able to. Or, he can or he control had. what's already there. I think, he can control, he I think, that, I think that was the, always the idea that he can control what's already there. If you're introducing, right. if you're introducing well, the then, idea. Then, of, I'll, then the gun is a block away. He can just make that gun suddenly not be a block away but in his hand. Just saying. I don't know if that makes sense. Right? Then he sense. can use the force. He can I use mean, the force. I mean, he does use the force in this. Yes. Another yes. reason why this is basically Rise of Skywalker, because <laughs> he spends the entire time using the force. He's basically a shield. He's, he's, a, he's, a, yeah. he's a shield. He's a walking shield. And, I mean, well, well, why don't you continue, other movies con- too. continue with where you're at, and we will discuss more. Right. So we have this giant shootout, and then his boss comes out of the office shocked. Oh, my God. Like, he's absolutely stunned by what's going on. Just the utter chaos. And when I say chaos, I do mean chaos. I mean, the fire alarms are going off. The sprinkler system is going nuts. There's, there's cops and agents running around everywhere. Morpheus is fighting everybody off solo style. This is pretty fantastic to look at. With one exception. And I'll say this now. That way I don't have to say it later on in the movie. Or in, in the review. The choreography in this movie is lacking. It does not deserve yeah. the, the title of Matrix. That's kind of one of the things that I was alluding to earlier when I asked you to that well, question. That's, the co- this is, Go ahead. This is what we're going to come down to. So the reality about this whole movie, I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead, really. Go for it. We haven't really seen, we haven't really seen Neo, like, fight anybody, because at this point he's still, like, shaking in his pants and, like, grabbing his jeans. Confused. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going you know, on. Am I, am I crazy? Is this really happening? But the thing is... He must have just really been so busy that he didn't have the time to do any choreography with them. So they're like, let's just make him force push people. 
Now, I might be stealing that from something that Chuck and I both watched, he's- but it's a real it's it's a reality here where it's like you hardly see him really do much fighting with people. He just kind of pushes them. He spends the entire third act of the movie riding on a motorcycle force pushing people away from him. That is the enti- that is the the ending of the movie there. He force he guides force hang on pushes. he force guides a missile. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Yep. Uh-huh. But listen, he used to like stop bullets and then they'd fall down. Okay, that's cool. He, you know, he, he put up his hand or whatever and stopped a sentinel coming after them in the real world. What that's the, a little crazy. One of the major selling then, points of the original trilogy is the choreography. It's it's yes. the fights. It's the martial arts of the entire thing. That's one of the major yes. selling points of the of the original trilogy. This movie and you has would think, none of that. No- and you would think after John Wick two three <laughs> like oh great well that's why they brought keanu back no 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 no, no. they're just gonna just oh right you would he think but in this case but, but, the, but the whole point though the reason the reason the way i look at it is he knows kung fu because of his oculus quest that's that's why <laughs> yeah <Right>? no <laughs> he didn't do as much he couldn't even fly um but the he the almost thing is, did he no, almost no, we did. didn't. He, no, he's like he made the ground ripple. Not gonna happen. <laughs> he made the ground ripple. <laughs> <laughs> but the way I took this, the way I took this was, he was the other half, and now all that stuff that he could do in the first one, now Trinity does. Yeah, so it's just... they're now share. He is one half of the coin versus the whole. She is the other side of it now. That's just how I took it. That's why when they come back at the end, if she okay, does all the all right, fighting all right. and all the okay, all the if, moves. If, hang on. If the whole thing is that Neo's powers are limited because he isn't emotionally connected to Trinity, I'd swallow that. That has nothing to do with the choreography in this film. Right. No, no, I agree. But I'm saying the whole reason why he's just doing the force pushing and why oh, he, we'll get to, we'll we'll, we'll get to the force pushing. Like I'm, I'm is because it's not full. It, it, the other half isn't there. That's the that's why I took that the way I took that one. But the force push is a pretty good power to have. It's We're one that he didn't have push. before. He did not have yeah. that in the original trilogy. He was just stopping and bullets. Neither, and neither did Trinity. <laughs> no, nobody was so force pushing anything. Where did this come from? Ne- and this why? Never happened. Besides, besides the fact that they're like, let's just have him do this instead. You know what? Well, I'm it just going to say back it. to the second movie though. But in the second movie though, when he, when he's with the, um, the Frenchman, and he he shoots him and he stops the all the bullets for the first time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He goes impressive. He was doing things in that rendition of the Matrix that his predecessors did not do. Fine. So in this rendition, he's now doing more that the past renditions of him could not do. Okay. Okay. Sure. Or or less. That's how I look. Or or less is right. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be really honest and say that he's 20 years older. Like. That's the easiest explanation that I can come up with of why he's in not real going, life. That's why they did of it. Why that way. he's not yes. going well, up? Yes. Listen, right, full, right. full respect to Keanu Reeves for learning martial arts and taking it seriously and taking stunt work seriously with with the the last twenty years of his career. Nothing but respect for him for doing that. However, he's twenty years older, and in a movie, and in a movie or a franchise where. A key component is martial arts. Maybe this is where you get a stunt double so it doesn't look so stunted. Pardon the pun. 
I think he did have a stunt double a few times. In this movie? Um, okay, I th- when he's, I okay, so. when he's going through a wall, perfectly f- understandable. If he's going through a wall or concrete or something like that, or there's this giant bump that, that Neo has to take, stunt double there, perfectly fine. But But the martial arts... Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I, I think the there's no reason why Keanu Reeves had to do the martial arts in this movie if he did. Like you can I think that's the kind of thing that you can get a stunt double for so that it's it's at least on par with what we're I agree with, with what we're I, yeah. I, can agree. I can I can get on board with that part. I, I yeah. do appreciate still just looking at it though even his fight with Morpheus. You know, I think him even we'll get there up too. And doing what he did we'll, at almost 60 years we'll, old was still we'll get impressive. There. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyways, that's what I said. So the shootout's going on and everything else, and his boss comes out of his uh, office yeah. shocked mm-hmm. and, and amazed by what's going on and almost a little bit scared. And then he looks down, he sees a gun, picks it up, does a little neck crack thingy that's so cliche for, for villains to do when they reveal themselves in any other action film that we've seen, and just screams out, Mr. Anderson. And mm. it's... I thought it was ridiculous. I'm sorry. I thought I thought that him screaming Mr. Anderson like that. Mr. Anderson. That is not yeah. that that is not something Hugo Weaving would have done. No. Never in a million years would he no. go off the rails like that. Okay. Uh, sure. Nope. I just I nope. I don't buy it from the character of Smith. This the, the, it, and the reason why I have such a hard time with that is because there are parts of this movie and a parts of this this guy's performance that I really did like. I'm like, ooh, he's doing a good job, kind of playing Smith and 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 slipping like into when you a, first meet him and slipping into a little bit of Hugo weaving. And then something like this happens, and it's like Mr. Anderson, like at the top of his lungs, and then he's just a a a. a cool dude through the rest of the film and it's like eh that's okay you were doing a better job when you didn't know who you were <laughs> but that's just, that, that's just me so all of this chaos is going on and for some reason everything just ends right as Smith is about to shoot Neo in the head everything ends and Neo is back in his therapist office and they're having a discussion about what just happened and how it didn't actually happen and how he's making everything up in his mind we find out that Neo is a suicide attempt survivor. He attempted suicide by way of attempting to fly off of a building, which I'm going to get into a little bit later, and he survived, and his session is over. We then see Neo on top of a roof, and he's drinking. He's, he, he's, he's really working <laughs> on that bottle, and he decides yep. to take a leap off of this roof, but then he's stopped abruptly by the Bugs character that we met from earlier. Any, yep. any, 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 yep. okay, I'm going to keep going then. Well, she, she grabs him well, as he's about to like well, you walk know, off. You know, that him, you know that him ending up in the therapist's office is just a throwback to him waking up in bed yes. in the first place. I understand right. that. Okay. I understand that. However, <clears throat> the thing okay. here is we were about to see him get shot, and then all of a sudden everything ended. So either there was well, something. Well, the same thing, too, is I, he got the thing in his stomach in the first one. He, all of a sudden everything ended. He got arrested, and his mouth got closed up, and then it all of a sudden ended. Right. And he ended up in bed like it was a dream. So yeah. this is just, this, instead of it being a dream, it's now just a psychotic episode. So you thought this was a psychotic break? No. Instead of it, be, in the first movie, what really happened was played off to him as if it was just a dream. Like when he had his mouth close up, he woke up and his mouth was 
or when they had the thing, the, the bug go in his stomach, he thought it was all just a dream. And every time he woke up, he woke I'm, up abruptly. I'm, I'm on board with all of that. In, I'm on board mm-hmm. with it. And then this one, the fact that when, he he, ends when, up he, the, when he ends up at the therapist's yes. office, he's, um, his therapist, the analyst is telling him it's basically a psychotic break. I think this movie so would have been much better if this actually was a psychotic break. Because I'm still thinking he's having a psychotic break. Right, but that's what they were leading. They were making him think it was a psychotic break, when in reality mm-hmm. it did actually happen. No, like I, the whole bug thing. He's like, that thing was real? Like that fight actually happened? I know what actually same, happened. Same thing. I know what actually happened. I just think it would have been a lot more interesting if it actually was a psychotic break. I, I, that's, but that's just me. I know I'm probably alone in that one. Anyways, bug Bugs grabs him off the ledge, won't 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 really let him jump, and basically says, "You're gonna have to come with me if you want any answers." And then shows him a tattoo of a white rabbit on her arm. Goes over, opens the door, giant door of light, just like out of Reloaded, and they walk through. And it's basically we're back into the first movie. We're in a room. The movie is playing on on like a projector style thing going on. Nope. The, nope. Go ahead. Nope. We're in a, we're in, we're in a train. They go into I, I'm, a train I'm, I'm, in Tokyo. If you haven't noticed, I'm skipping over a lot of things just for, for time's sake. Because, okay, what actually happens on the train? They, they walk well, through a couple of cars on the train and they end up in the room where their movie is playing on the projector. Well, did you notice on the train they were all wearing face masks? And half of them yeah. were wearing masks that had the Matrix code on it? Yeah. Were <laughs> oh, they really? <laughs> yeah. Yep, I didn't notice yeah. that. Hmm. Um, okay, cool. Because I and I, t- I was talking to Luke about this too, and it was like you know, they were just showing it like, oh, it's this popular game, so everyone's like, we buy when we were all wearing masks during the pandemic, you know, <laughs> we're buying masks that we to to, to things that we thought were cool. Right, they yeah. were buying Matrix masks that they thought were cool, um, yeah. and they were in Tokyo, and that was the whole thing, like in Reloaded, where he ends up in the mountains. You know, they're opening a door up in the mountains. Um, yeah, when they're in the the what's his name? Yeah, house. it was a throwback. I understand that, that it was, was a and throwback. Then they, and, then they, and then they go through another portal into the same room. And I appreciated this part. This whole next scene, I loved it. I how like they, how they did I it. I like the way that Yaya, the, the, our new Morpheus character, was actually <laughs> acting throughout this entire thing. Because he's basically he's basically going back and forth between lines from the first movie. But it's like, choice this, et cetera, blah, blah, et cetera. Blah. Uh, red pill, yada, blue yada, pill, yada. blah, blah, blah. Um, and mm. we find out that it's actually hasn't been 20 years since everything went down. It's been 60. And then Neo basically takes the red pill and we're off to the races with that one. For some reason, the therapist can see him through a mirror. He's not very happy about everything that's going on. You can see it all over Neil Patrick Harris's face that things are about to abruptly end for him. Like this is going to be his undoing. Um, he tries to pull him through the mirror, like back onto his side. I really didn't understand what was going on with that. Is the this is the same thing of when in the first movie when he touches the mirror right. and all that. It's the it's, it's the, same the same thing. thing. It's the same thing. <clears throat> the same but thing. only this time there's actually a program on the other side of said mirror that's trying to pull him back to to reality, the, the, the fake world, to, to the matrix, to the matrix. Right. right. That whole thing that's going on. And then we are introduced to what is swarm mode. And swarm mode is basically when regular people are possessed by the matrix itself or, or, or by the program. And they basically turn into zombies and, and they swarm yep. whatever it is that they're programmed to attack, which I thought was and they, a pretty cool concept. I thought that was um, great. It's, I mean, 
we get an explanation. They all have green blood. Yeah, yeah. We- but here's here's the interesting thing. Okay, so why would this program that is like working for the machines, right? Mm-hmm. Why would he decide? Hmm. This program, these programs we created, the agents, they weren't efficient enough. So we're gonna take our batteries and just kill them. They they are wasting so much of their power source, so much of their copper tops, as they mostly call them, by like I mean later the on we see them die. That question. Yeah, though. we we get an answer to that later. I don't necessarily think that they're using pod people to power themselves anymore. I think that was resolved in in um, revolutions. Ooh. Oh, they're still using people in the pod. That's not That's the explanation in this the... movie. The explanation in no, this movie still for where they're people in the pod. We no. The, the explanation in this movie for where they're getting their power from is different than pod people. It's true. They're still using the people in the... That's why they still have the fields of people in the pods. Right, right. Um, sure. But they're, what they're doing, what he found is he found a more efficient way to generate yes. more power yes. out yes. of the people. That's right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, fine. It, it, even I'll, I'll walk that one back. If they're still using pod people, fine. But I think the explanation for where they get the majority of their power from means that there are certain people or or people in general are a little bit more expendable than they normally would be. Right. Yeah, that's basically what they're at right now. It's just, it, it was funny to me because there's a part in this movie where they lose like thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's a lot of power. You're just like getting rid of. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, we'll um, we'll get into it. I do like there's this one scene on this train during this fight where they're doing the whole swarm thing and they're fighting and this woman just goes flying out of a window and she just screams yeah. and it's just like ah! and she's just gone oh, when, she get, when she gets thrown and yes. she just kind of like flies away yeah <laughs> I thought that was actually there was that or, or the little girl with the with the sharp candy apple stick yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay okay anyways so she goes flying. So this random woman goes flying out the window, and then we're in a bathroom with a very small mirror, and that is the exit. And Neo goes through it, and we're back in the real world. At first, I will say this: at first, I liked that they made it very minimal. They only showed two pods. They didn't do a whole bunch of background stuff. They didn't show like Machine City all over again because we've already seen it. They made it very minimal, probably because they know yep. they know that people like us would have probably complained. Like, this doesn't look like the original, or this is a little bit too advanced. This this doesn't look right, as well right. as the original. Like, I think they were just trying to get rid of that kind of conversation altogether. So this here, yeah. I really liked. It's very minimal. There's two pods and, and a couple of machines that come out of nowhere to unjack Neo and, and basically fly him away. Now, what and do you he think? He has it, double how, the jacks in his body now. Yeah, and he the has double, he has double weird the jacks, thing around but he his also neck. Has a lot more, he also has a lot more hair. He had eyebrows and actual hair, as opposed to when he first woke up, when we saw in the other Matrix, the original Matrix, when he had nothing. It was, like, completely shaved, yeah. no eyebrows, nothing. Here he wakes up, and he's like, he's just got short hair. Like, he took, you know, a beard trimmer and just kind of, like, went through it quick. Sure. Yeah. So that was a little bit odd, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but only him and Trinity had that second adapter on the back of their neck though right and that's yeah. because they were later you Special. know we find out that they were recreated yeah they were right yeah resurrected that was my first thought there like they have a really weird 
thing going on on the back of there, and that oh, okay, this 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 is why, and then you you get a lot and, of answers. And we to that had later. this conversation with the first movie when we talked about with the first time they were like those all those jacks were like ripped out of his body, and Lee was like they kind of just fell out. Mm-hmm. The first movie they were all it looked like they were all ripped out. In this movie, they just fell. They out. just fell out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I thought it was like oh. That was for Lee. That's when they just <laughs> it's kind of what it's kind of what I thought. That I'm like, I bet Lee will be very happy when he sees that they all just kind of bloop, they all just kind of fall out. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I like, I like that. Um, Neo still went through a lot of anguish when everything was coming out of him, especially the big one in the back of his neck. Like it looked like it really hurt him, and he really was able to capture that moment. Yeah, but all but over he again. he didn't he didn't like he didn't like go do limp. a dead man drop. Yeah, he didn't yeah. go limp. <laughs> he didn't go limp this time around because he was expecting it. So I I, I like yeah. that too. Like the little subtle things that they threw in this movie with little things like that, I really enjoyed. Anyways, yeah. so where are we? Okay, so yeah, we're in the real world. Neo basically gets a ride back back to the ship by by something. I I don't even know what to begin to call this. I just want to call it a giant. Was bug. it was was it Sebebe? Sebebe. That's the okay. That's Sebebe. the name of it. But it's like, what is it? I don't know. Not I'm to be just gonna call it a, not to be confused with Sebebe's kids. Right. It's a it's a sentient. Is it a sentient? It's a sentient. Yes. A sentient. 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 Sure. We, we, we get a huge definition of sentience later on in the movie that, that we're going to get into. <laughs> okay, so Neo is back on the ship with the rest of this crew, and he does a not even an introduction. He's basically catatonic well, by the very, time they there was get a there. Very subtle thing, there was a very subtle thing that happened, too, here. Is when he's flying over the second pod, we all know yes. that it's Trinity in the pod. Yeah. You see her hand coming okay, out how? of it. How? It was actually pretty cool. How did she move? How? How did she o- o- because, slightly because open of their, her? Hang on, because of their force connection, she slightly <laughs> opens of- her eyes and like lifts a hand through like the the gel. Like it's so yeah. weird to look at. Like how is this happening? Like okay, it's like it's com- like it's like things in a dream. Like you're in a dream state. No, and I don't buy this. I don't just- buy this. What happened here completely <laughs> negates the entire concept behind jacking in for me. I'm sorry, it does. It it does. This this. You don't think, think you opened? They were just you trying. To- have you seen people who sleep with their eyes open? Stop. Have you seen people who sleep with their eyes open? Stop it. Stop trying to justify what? this. I don't care. This, 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 no, this the stuff, stuff that we do while we're sleeping. You don't I'm just even gonna know. Use, I'm just going to use Lee's line. I don't care. I'm just arguing just to argue it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's seriously though, please. Like this, like the whole concept behind I, I, what honestly, it is to jack in, like, like we spent an hour or more in the original film, like going through jacking in and the benefits and ramifications of, and now all of a sudden here it's like, I'm in a pod, I'm jacked into the majors, but I'm going to wake up and I'm going to see you and I'm going to lift the fit. No. She didn't wake up and see him. She opened her eyes and reached out that for him. That means nothing. That is a physical response. That's not a conscious response in that world. She opened no. her eyes, saw him and reached out for him. No, no? you're seeing it wrong. No. It happened. Opened her eyes and reached up. Yes, but you, I mean, there'd be a whole different thing if she opened she her eyes and like her, jumped out of it. She wasn't conscious in doing it. Yes, she wasn't consciously doing that. That was just something that her body was doing because of their connection. You know what? This is a hill that I will gladly die on alone if I have to. I don't care. This was okay. I well, that's don't fine. Like, Whatever. This was. <laughs> this was it was just it was just further proving their ridiculous connection their forced dyad 
I'm gonna use I'm gonna use love. every star. I'm gonna use love. every single Star Wars love. reference for this because this is such a Star Wars ripoff. In the original, in the original, Neo no. wasn't allowed to die because Trinity loved him. In Reloaded, you can't die because I love you. <laughs> in Reloaded, Trinity wasn't allowed to die because Neo loved her. And then in uh-huh. Revela- Revelations, they revolutions they both they just both died. died. <laughs> and here it's. But they still loved each and other. And here it's, oh, you're jacked in. You still have to look at me because we love each other. What the? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Come on. This is this is where this movie loses it for me because from this point mm. out, it basically becomes a love story. The the the, the motivations for all the of the characters. The of the Matrix is a love story. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it no, is. No, it's stop. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So let's go. Let let me just the say, original. Hang on. Yes. Let me finish this. The original trilogy, <laughs> the love story was the B plot, even the C plot. If you want to say that, I'll agree with you one hundred percent. From this point on, the motivations <laughs> of every character in this movie is we have to get the two of them back together. Yeah. Why? Exactly. <laughs> this whole movie has no purpose. No. There's, there are no After high stakes. Point, Everybody's living happily eating strawberries and blueberries with the synthesoids or whatever. Exactly. What Lee just said. Everybody's <laughs> happy. Is this, Everybody's happy eating strawberries. Everybody's happy eating strawberries. We have to risk everything to make sure that Neo and Trinity can live a happy life together. That's what this movie yeah. turns into from this point I on. Know, because and God, this is where I have God a problem. forbid she goes back and takes her kids to soccer practice. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is and 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 Chuck, dude. Yes, that's my whole problem. My whole issue with this movie is the stakes. The stakes were not high I was for wondering, anything. Like see, they didn't need him for anything. So for the past hour or so I've been wondering like wow, Lee's really quiet and now I know why. This is the po- I because, really hope this is the point where you turn on. Like, because it's it's because the whole point is like you watch a movie and you're like here's a clear goal here's a clear purpose and a clear reason but this made it, it, it the whole movie was just like but why though oh just to make another movie no other reason they were just making another movie that they didn't have a reason for it because guess what it, it was it was funny to me because you could make up any story the machines changed their mind and they're against us again no 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 no, no. the sh- machines no. are good the machines so are what's good. the problem the only problem I don't know. here the only and we're going to get to it later here the only problem um, here is the machines are at war with themselves what does that have to do with the people in IO what does that nothing. have to do with neo and trinity nothing it has nothing it to do with them people, it was a bunch of fanboys who just loved Neo and wanted to see him come back so they can hang out with him. And then he's like, but I want my girlfriend. Hold and on, they go, hold on. Oh, we're, 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 okay. We're, yeah, we're getting there because there's actually, and I know I'm jumping ahead. There's legit a character on the ship that they call a Neologist. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's the crazy oh Jesus God. freak. Yeah. Neo yes. freak. Yes. Yes. And he's oh not gosh. the only one. He's not. The, there's I another know. one. There's there's like a guard 
who's like tasked with bring Neo to his cell, and he cannot oh, help. Shepherd. He yeah. cannot help but being smitten <laughs> on this elevator. It's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely I'm ridiculous. Sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. This is my, <laughs> don't be sorry, man. Hey, hey, you. This is my favorite podcast today. <laughs> you, you wanted. I've just been keeping my mouth shut this whole time. And I because I'm just like, I just want you to get to a point where I can finally say this movie has no point. It goes nowhere. There's no purpose for it. You know what? You know what? It's just to make I'm, another I, movie. I, I, I'm Lee. I am 100 like percent on board movie. with you. I'm 100 you know percent on board with you. I agree with you. But uh, I but, agree but, with but, that. I agree that they made this movie just to make a movie. But I still like uh, it. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board with what Lee is saying. I'm 100 percent on board with him. But this is a podcast that we do, and I have to go through it the way that I go through every other movie. But I agree 100% with him. The, 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 the first, that's why I was so disappointed. That's why I was so upset. Like, the first act of this movie, up until this point, is phenomenal. I really enjoyed well, a lot of the ideas well, that it was look, introducing. See, and then it gets here, I, I, and it's I, like, none of that mattered. Is Neo crazy? No, no. Um, is Neil Patrick? No, but see, the thing is, though, is when I when I understand why they make the movie, like when we talked about Spider-Man, they brought in the other two Spider-Men for fan sake purposes. And we talked about it and going, yeah, if they didn't do that, that would be half the way. They did it for that reason. It was but more it made they sense. Made, but it made, exactly. It but, made sense. It went somewhere. They came in it for a sense. reason. There right, was a, but this, there was a, but the there was a spell, is, though, and Strange made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> and they had to and they had to fix everything. Have, and now you and, have and, to and the two Spider Men where there is a the, byproduct of that. This is just. <laughs> you have to realize that there's going to be two more movies after this. Yeah. 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 And what oh, are they going to no. do? Please. What are they no. going to do? What, do? What 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 are they going to do? <laughs> Yes, like, like legit, like I'm, I'm 100% expecting rainbows in the sky. It's gonna happen. Like this was so wow. And I, and, and again, I do want to say, Leonard Wachowski threw that line about Warner Brothers in this movie for a reason, and I appreciate that because it makes it, it it's, it's, it's basically an apology, and I love that. But oh man, this is you still could have made it better. See the Absolutely. thing is, is, I agree with I agree with everything you guys are saying, but it doesn't take away that I like. Fine, the movie, so. I I'm glad that you like the movie. I'm really happy for you that you like this movie, and I'm it, I'm, that's, I'm that's excited like, to continue this conversation with you, and I'm co- excited to hear you continue <laughs> to justify yourself for liking this movie. But this, oh wow, wow. <laughs> Did you want to add something else, Lee? Or no. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Go ahead and say no. it. You had something else say to say. It. You did have something. Don't hold it's, back. It's just like, I'm just thinking like, okay, when we watch movies, when, when Will and I watch a movie, you know, we'll watch it for a few different reasons. One, we want to we want to watch something dumb and mindless. We want to watch something funny. Or we want to watch something that makes us think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, those are the three things I would watch a movie for. That last point um, that you made, however, I know where you're going. I just want to add that last point that you made about making you think. That's not the norm. Not the norm to what? That 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 doesn't appeal to mainstream people. People no. generally want to watch something no. stupid and pointless and mindless, and that they can go to the theater with their friends and have a good time and popcorn and the whole thing, and then leave the theater right. and forget about it. 
Like so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You and I will you, in Chuck as well. We we'll, we will watch movies because they make us think. I just want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. That's not the norm. Uh, well, it's not just it's not so much make us think like make us like surprised or you know there's a twist there like oh but no we we want to watch it because we want to get a story like. I guess not even just think, but we want it, we want to be filled. Like we want to watch something because we want it to hit all these different parts. Like Forrest Gump, I I still have to say it's in my top ten because it hits all these different parts. You've got like action, you've got comedy, you've got drama. You know, and it, it all kind of connects. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, oh, like I'm filled when I watch that movie. I haven't watched it in years. I'd love to watch that movie all the way through again because it's just it's got so much to it. But this is kind of like you know. Think of it this way. You have a nice meal, right? <clears throat> steak, steak tips, you know, potatoes, you know. Think of like a really good meal. Nice, full, like filling meal. And then you have cotton candy. This is cotton candy. Like it's there. And then as soon as it touches your tongue, it just disappears. You get this weird sugar rush. And then next thing you know, the skies are freaking rainbows. All right. That's. That's what this is. Okay? I want a steak dinner when I watch a movie. I don't want cotton candy. I'm with you. I know I know where you're coming from. I'm 100% on board with you. Anyways, so we're on the ship, and there's some problems going on with Neo, so the crew gets the right idea to jack him in to try to jumpstart him a little bit, and he ends up inside of a dojo with who we now know is Morpheus. And they Are we get in, still this far back? And Can we, we get, just get to the end? Hang on. And they get into... We're, we're doing this, man. I'm sorry. And they get into a fight. And Morpheus easily handles him throughout the almost the entirety of this fight. And he's well, he just sits there and takes it. He just it. sits there and takes it. Neo, Neo just, just sits there and takes everything. it. Everything. Every punch, every kick. He gets thrown all over the place. He's bleeding everywhere. It's, it's... What is going on? He's not even attempting to fight back. And then Morpheus starts bad talking him. You're going to have to fight for what you want. Fight me if you ever want to see Trinity again. Come on, this is your last chance. You gotta wake up, go in the mm. whole thing. And then Neo becomes a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Ne- Neo Neo force pushes him away, and the entire Joe dojo that's in the middle of this lake explodes in in spectacular fashion. Okay. Neo and Bugs have a where are we? <clears throat> I liked I liked that part. You liked the fight? I I liked the fight. Okay. I liked that it took he was trying to jog Neo's memory, you know, because he was saying cuz he was dying in the real world cuz he was hooked on the blue phonics. pill basically. And he was hooked, yeah, he's hooked on phonics. <clears throat> and he was hooked on, you know, the the stimulant of the matrix basically. And the he had to fight for his life to fight for Trinity. Um and he was basically bringing Neo back to his roots of being the one and saying, you have to fight. And then you, you see him, you know, slowly coming into it and then becoming, you know, back to where he was supposed to be. Um, I appreciated that. Um, the, the, the effects of how they blew the place up and, was pretty cool. Um, I, I will say I that, that the effects too. of how they blew this, this dojo up was, was, Pretty cool to see. So I have to ask one question, um, just as far as um, like the stylistic uh, um, approach they had here with this whole movie. Um, so when I first watched this movie, and I, I have to admit, I watched the whole thing on my phone. 
Ew. Like I watched the whole the whole the whole movie on my phone I the first time, which was I could never. It watch was. A movie I mean, I had phone. it up to my face. I had my headphones on. Oh, no, and I, I, watched I the understand. Whole thing. It's, it's, and, listen, for some people, you know, watching a movie on the phone perfectly acceptable. I could never do that. Nope. Right. Well, it's just because the settings I was in when I was watching no, it, fine. it just took me a while. But so the second time I watched it was up on the on the, the you know the big screen up upstairs in the living room, and you know as I'm watching it, I. You know, even my wife, because we watched it last night again, she's like, this doesn't feel like a Matrix movie. It doesn't. And I'm like, it really and, doesn't. And I'm, I'm wondering why. And, and I thought about it. And like the frame rate just seemed really fast. It almost reminded me of watching like Doctor Who. You know, like like the newer series of Doctor Who, where it's like it's so fast moving, where it doesn't feel it doesn't have that that movie feel. It just just remember it, though, it's the it's the, it's a it's a newer updated rendition of the Matrix. That's why they call the original code. You have old. I understand. Code. I understand that. <clears throat> it's just, but it looked so weird, you know. Where it's just like, oh, like I, we if we felt like we were watching like a B movie, like we felt like we were watching, we felt like we were watching a sci-fi channel movie. Yes. I will. Agree That's with how that. I kind of felt about that. Like that. right off the bat, we were like ten minutes in. She goes. This doesn't seem like The Matrix. It seems like we're watching a TV show. I think I think one of the problems, and maybe this is a little bit of an apology for the way that Lee and I are bashing on this. Well, it, at least for me. I don't know <laughs> if Lee will um, agree with this or not. The original movie set the standards so high. And for 20 years later, for a movie of, of what's supposed to be the same caliber, does not stack up at all. It's disappointing. Yeah, I'll say absolutely. that. I, I, After 20 I will years? say that. After 20 years, if you can't make a movie that's... 20 plus. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah 20 plus at this point. I, I think... Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think... And maybe that's unfair. Maybe that maybe that's an unfair bias. You know, maybe maybe Chuck got the right idea for walking into this, not really taking that into a whole lot of consideration like you and I would. Mm. So, I mean, I, I... I take those things into consideration, but I also... When I... When I when I understand the 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 why behind why they did it, at that point I look at it and go, I can appreciate that. Well, it's because you, Warner Brothers is going to make it with or without them. <laughs> That's the right. why behind why they did it. But what I'm saying is, I like everything you guys are saying. It's not the same quality. There are the I I, I see. Every bit but of that, I'm, I'm, but it doesn't ruin okay, the movie so for it, me. It's it's not the same quality, but it's like from from a from a storytelling perspective, the cinematography, the choreography are all lacking, severely mm. lacking, especially when you compare it to even even revolutions, man. Like this is whoa, whoa. Like okay, it's jarring. It's I I don't know. I don't know. And like I said, maybe maybe you have the right idea. Maybe maybe I'm too attached to to what the original trilogy was able to do. Maybe I'm maybe mm. maybe the original movie is up too high of a pedestal for me to actually like properly enjoy this for what it is. That could be Well, it's crazy. I was just I was just looking it up. The first movie is everyone's favorite. Of course. The second movie reloaded doubled box office. Of, no, yeah, the, of course it did. The rest of Of course them. it did. Rest it, like it doubled everything, um, but do I agree? I agree with everything you guys are saying. I just don't let it ruin the movie for me. And maybe that's my fault. You know, 
Maybe I, I'm, I'll, I'll admit it. Maybe that's my fault. It's like, I'll go back to it. Everything you guys say about um, equilibrium, I agree with. <laughs> I still love the movie. <laughs> there is hole after Hang hole on. after there hole a, after hole of equilibrium. There was a difference. I still love there the was movie. a difference with equilibrium. <clears throat> I think Lee and I said in that podcast that we each saw it young. And when we first saw yeah. it, it was amazing. And then you go Fantastic. back to it years later yeah. and it's like, this it did not age. age well at all. <laughs> right. It, it does not age well, well at all. So, and it was one of Christian Bale's worst yeah, movies. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the difference here. Like, The Matrix aged well. That's a movie that's never going to go anywhere. So, and it's just, I don't know. But again. Yes, I agree. This one will not age the same as the original. I don't think, I don't <clears> think it will either. Not even close. I don't think it will either. Anyways. Um, but I still like, I still appreciate it for what it is, though. So, um, where are we? Okay. So, Neo, after he basically becomes a Jedi, he's back on the ship and he's having a nice conversation with Bugs about everything that Neo was able to accomplish. That there is peace between humans and the machines. That the war actually did come to an end. The only problem now is that they're at civil war with each other, which we find out later. The meaning of what is our side has changed. And now there are humans and programs that basically work together. And we it, they created what um, eventually we find out became IO, which I think is great. This part of the movie, like this conversation right here and, and, and what builds up to, to IO and the explanation of, I think that's fantastic. The fact that Neo and everything that he did and he did not die in vain and everything that he wanted to accomplish, he actually accomplished. Like there is peace and now there are there are sentience and, and, and machines and, and people all working together to create kind of like a utopia here in the real world, I think is fantastic. And I also think it's fantastic that later on we find out that Neo gets a lot of recognition for, for what is actually happening down there. That I think is really cool. Wasn't Io a name in Ready Player One? <clears throat> I have no idea. Isn't it like it's a it's a it's a name of a place? And I'm seeing it in a lot of things now. I think it was Ready Player One. It was Io. Hmm. Um. Well, anytime I think well, I- Io in 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 mythology it was a daughter of Inc- uh, in Anakis in Greek mythology. Sure. And lover of Zeus, who was turned into a cow. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, did you guys notice that they brought um, Zion back into this? Kind of. They brought what back in? They brought Zion back they into this. They talk well, about yeah. Zion. Yeah, they talk about nope. it. They actually bring it back into it too. Eh, to a point, that's what the fight was. Nope. Wait. Modern day. Wait, 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 they wait. are in Zion. What? What? What fight? What fight are you talking about, Lee? The 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 fight. The machines were fighting in Zion. No, no, no. Not when there was a flashback. Modern day, they go into Zion. Eh. Okay. <clears throat> so when they go, you talking when, about when Morbius into, statue? Nope, that was in Io. Okay. That's an so, Io. So when, when they steal, after, this, after all of this stuff happens, when they meet, when, they, when he's re, reintroduced to Niobe again, um, and everything happens, and they take back off, and she goes, bring us to broadcast depth, and they fly up, and they back up into that little yes. cave. Yeah, that's Zion. Really, okay. you can look back. You can see the 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 um, you can see the uh, the walkways that were going across all falling apart. Huh. They're all different little rooms inside of all of those, all destroyed. Okay. That's hmm. it's Zion. Okay. I, okay. I missed that one. I mean, if it is, that's pretty clever. That's kind of cool, I guess, that they kind of tied that back in a little bit. Um, so right, uh, 
Yeah, after their conversation, um, Neo is back up on the deck. He basically meets the crew, and he immediately... Well, he doesn't immediately. This is when we meet uh, the guy... Uh, I blanked on his name. Lee knows it. Um, who basically, he says he's a, he's a neologist. Mm-hmm. What's his name? <clears throat> no I idea. don't recall that character's he name. said his name. I have a thousand questions. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't Anyways, I say his name. So Neo asks <clears throat> about Trinity, and they basically tell him that, yeah, we can do it, but it's going to be tricky. I don't know why. Oh, Shepard was the other guy. I knew Shepard. I don't remember the other guy. Was oh, it? the guy on the uh, elevator was Shepard. That's what you said. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I don't know this guy's name. Anyways, um, he asks about Trinity, and they basically tell him that it's going to be tricky. The crew then fly into IO, which I mean, it's kind of cool the way that they enter. It's just a wall. It reminded me of um, oh my god, it reminded me of Batman when he fly when he when, mm-hmm. when he drives into the side of the cave, and it's just like a hologram the side of the cave. Yeah. I thought that that was really. I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, so they land and they are immediately confronted by General Niobe. Am I the only one who thought that Jada Pinkett Smith looked ridiculous with all that makeup on? She did. And with like the blind, the blind eye. Well, the yeah. blind eye, cool. The, the, the <gasps> dreads, I'm all right with. I'm just talking about like the two pounds of makeup that she had on her face to make her look like she was in her 90s. Well, dude, it was 60 years later. I guess. So, I mean, yeah. I guess. I, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just I thought. Think, I think who, it's just, it's just hard else? for us to think of Jada Pinkett Smith being like 90 years old. So. Right. Do you know who else they introduced into this movie? Or well, they brought into this movie? I, yes. The, the, the old lady gardener. You know who that is? Oh. Yeah, that's the one from from Family Matters. It's Aunt Rachel from Family is Matters. Is it really? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh she God. hasn't changed at all. She didn't change at all. That's 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 cousin Richie's mother. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. Huh. Yep. That's kind of cool. As soon as I saw her, like I was like, her voice sounds identical. The, she yeah. just looks a okay, little now, older. Now but I was I, like, that's now clearly I can her. See it. Now I can see it. I, I asked my wife. She goes, I don't remember her. And I'm like, how do you not remember Rachel? Like Aunt Rachel. She, that's that's her. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she was in the first few seasons, then she was written on and off out of the rest of the season. Oh, was but she Richie really? Was in yeah. the whole thing. Oh yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, they're confronted by General Niobe, who is not very happy with Captain Bucks at the moment for reasons. Um, and basically tells her to go scrub down her ship and then hand over her tax to whoever. Then takes Neo on a little tour of what is IO, shows him that they can grow strawberries and such, and that they're working with other sentients, and they're really excited for growing blueberries um, in the future. <laughs> Neo, Wait, do you see our blueberries? <laughs> um, Niobe uh, poo-poos all over what... Zion was by saying Zion could have never had anything like this. They were stuck in the past and they were stuck in war. And yeah, eh? yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. <laughs> well, uh, there's a line later Don't just on that run. I think is great. Say something. No, no, no. I, I just, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But Bugs really just like calls her out later yes. on when she's like, "Oh, this isn't an argument." She goes, "No, it's not an argument. It's a fact. <laughs> you care more about growing str- growing yes. fruit than freeing minds." Yes. And it's it's a really valid point, and I I love that Bugs stood up and just like fought against her the whole time. She goes, "This is ridiculous," and well, I'm Bugs actually and, new, and I'm actually Bugs is okay. The new Morpheus in this. That's though. kind of what I thought too. Kind of, yeah. Bugs is to Morpheus as mm. um, Niobe is to what's his name? Well, Bugs is to Niobe's Niobe's boyfriend. Well, in the, I, I, in the I original. think you mean Bugs mm-hmm. is to Niobe what Morpheus was to Locke. No, mm-hmm. Bugs is to Morpheus as Niobe is to Locke. 
because Bugs is is butting up against Niobe as Morpheus did to Locke. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm honestly not upset that they they changed that they made Niobe's character go this direction. Okay, I think it was interesting. Just, I mean, can I ask you a question? To, then at, at first, it was like. At first, I'm like, it doesn't really fit with who she was before. So let me. But then again, let me get what through, happens after 60 years? Let me get through the rest of this, and I have a question for you then, if, if that's how you feel. So they basically go on a tour. They talk about blueberries, yada, yada. Where am I? I'm sorry. Um, blueberries. Okay. So <laughs> we find out later on that um, after the events of what happened in Revolutions and Neo basically saving everybody, that Morpheus was unanimously elected to high chair of the council. Um, they look at a lovely, well, not lovely, they look at a ridiculous statue of him. It was really stupid. It was poorly constructed. I didn't like the statue at all. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I mean, they worked with what they had. Sure. <laughs> um, they start talking about how the machines are now at war with one another because of a power scarcity, that a new power is emerging within the Matrix that Morpheus ignored because he believed that what Neo did would not be undone. Neo doesn't uh-huh. care about any of this. He just really cares about getting Trinity back into his life. General Ninobi is scared and has Neo locked up. Um, but oh my God, he breaks out with the crew and they're off to try to free Trinity. I have a question. What happened to Zion? Uh, How? The war. What war? The war. There wasn't a war. The war ended. They 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 they, no, no, they no. left they left the people it alone was, and there was That's peace. what I said earlier. It was the machines fighting against each other. And they destroyed Zion because they were fighting each other. They were in the middle of it. That 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 was explained. That's what that they was had, explained that's they had their here war. or anywhere else in this movie that the machines it, it kinda, hang I on that the machines in the, in the and their war, their civil war somehow trickled down into Zion and that's what destroyed Zion. I think it was kind of implied when she had her flashback and she was explaining that. But when she had her flashback, they were they they were looking at what was going on in Machine City. They they weren't in yeah, Zion. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Chuck. No comment. <laughs> That's a giant hole in this movie. That they do yeah, not explain. So. They, they they do not explain what happened to Zion, and they do not explain why Naomi is so afraid. It's just. Uh, we got to gloss over this because we need to get to Trinity. Yay. Well, they, they explain why Niobe is afraid because Niobe tells him why she was afraid. Oh, oh. Was every morning when she woke up to the silence, she's like, do you hear that? And he's like, yes. And she's like, the noise that happens. She's like, it, I got so used to the noise of the Matrix and the noise of all of this that it took me forever to grasp this for the first time. And now I'm afraid to go back to what it used so to she's be. Par- mm-hmm. So she's understand. just paranoid. She's paranoid. I completely, I mean, because the, the, the machines are still out there. Um, so the possibility of something like that happening, you know, it's kind of like that you're always looking over your shoulder type deal. She's always waiting for the worst to happen. So I can understand that. I think, honestly, I think they, I, I think, um, they all left Zion and came to IO for to relocate and make a whole new place to hide so that the machine so by the way if the machines did come after them they couldn't find them again because the machines knew where Zion was mm-hmm. so that secret's out the machines know where Zion but if is there's, they don't know where IO if, if, is if, if, if there's peace 
and, and Bugs is reiterating that there is peace, why do they need to relocate if there's peace? Because Niobe still has the fear that it will be broken. So they relocate. So fear I'm will going make you to, do a lot okay, of crazy hang on. things. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to uproot hundreds of people and move them from their homes because I'm paranoid. 100%. 100%. That's why when you that's why when you see them go into broadcast death depth um, in Zion, you can still see the the bridges that are Fine. still there, and they they're all just falling apart because it's been sixty years since they've oh, been there. F- oh, f- but, I have no problem with that at all. If you want to say that you know after sixty things are decrepitated because there was no upkeep in Zion, you know I'm one hundred percent on board with right. you. But I'm saying that this but the but in her mind in her mind and I'm guessing in the people's mind too to a degree is. For a long time, the machines are still the enemy, and they still are the enemy, and they could renege on their promise whenever they want, and the machines know exactly where Zion she is. Makes a, they have to she relocate. She makes a point to say that Zion was stuck in the past, stuck in war, and that Aya was built with us and them. So, eh. I'm, I'm, I, I just, I think, okay, they left this way too open for me. It's way too ambiguous, ambiguous, and you have to do a lot of guesswork to, you know, finally understand exactly what happened to Zion. There's no clear-cut answer. So her motivations to me are no. Like, it's, it, it, I don't understand why she's so afraid. I don't understand why she's afraid. I don't understand why she's afraid of, of Neil coming back. I don't understand what exactly is going on and later on to lee's point how you know bugs confronts her about freeing minds i don't understand why she's afraid of freeing minds it's like if if her entire character right now is just i'm paranoid that's kind of stupid that's just okay fine anyways like i was saying neo was able to break out of his cell and he's back on the ship and we're off back into the matrix to try to rescue Trinity, which is exactly what this movie becomes from this point out. It is mission rescue Trinity until the end. The crew are in some kind of warehouse and they are ambushed by what is explained to us as exiled. It's basically just a bunch of people from the scene and reloaded where the, 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 the first big um, kung fu fight scene that happens in reloaded with all those people. It's basically them and the Merovingian is there and he's spouting a bunch of nonsense Everybody in the scene, for some reason, is a bullet sponge. Like, they, they shoot at them. They unload clips on, like, all of these people that are around, and it's just like nothing happens. One guy even, like, grins his teeth, and there's a bullet lodged right there. It's ridiculous. I, I'm the, the Merovingian in here, was I... Was it not one of the funniest things you've it was seen? Hilarious. Just to see him all just it was like hilarious. a bum, like I loved, a hobo, just disheveled, and him just like spouting out total nonsense. I loved. He did have one line that was kind of clever. Like we back in the day had conversation, not this beep 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 beep. He like almost like he hates <laughs> yeah. cell phones. Like it's great. Like yeah. his whole character oh, yeah. was it's ridiculous, hilarious. but it was awesome at the it same time. It was hilarious. It was pretty cool. So, anyways, they are surrounded, and Smith comes out of nowhere, and he basically gives Neo an ultimatum. I just want you to stay out of the Matrix and leave the analyst to me. And it's pretty much not going to happen because they have to get Trinity. And an entire fight scene breaks out. There's gunfighting and and kung fu and all types of martial arts, poorly done, by the way, going on above. He still knows kung fu. 
yeah, we get that line. But he's not really doing he's it. He's not really doing it at all. He's just <laughs> but kind he of, still knows it. He's just kind of blocking. Like, there was a lot of clever camera work going on here to hide what Keanu Reeves just cannot do anymore. I don't see how he cannot do it anymore, considering John Wick. Did he hurt himself? I have no idea. But, but I mean, it's... I mean, they've been doing this movie for years. Yeah. They've been working on this film. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, not saying that you're wrong. Weird. I think... I think John Wick, this is a really poor excuse, but John Wick is more gunfight, blow him up, bang, bang. and Yeah, but it was still like gun kata stuff, right? He was still like kinda, fighting. Kind of. I don't know. I see where you're coming from. I'll have from, to rewatch. Though. I see where you're coming from, though. Anyways, so lots of gunfights and lots of martial arts going on above, and Neo and what is Smith are down below in a lower level, and they're having their big back and forth back and forth battle eh, for the most part it's pretty even killed I, I i'm not gonna hate i'm not gonna hate on this scene all too much until smith goes to strike him and neo basically puts up his force field shield type uh-huh. deal and stops him from getting hit and then just blows him away with with the force jedi yeah. jedi jedi he, I, I mean didn't he break his jaw at one point too which is kind of cool yeah he, he punches him jaw, he punches him then, in the but, jar and, and smith you know <laughs> And basically just rocks and cracks it back into place. It was... Well, what's funny about that is if you know anything about, like, the human body, that's not how you reset a jaw. Well, he's a machine. Like, he just, like, he's a, he's, he's, his, he's I, a program. He can do whatever he wants. This is different. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, okay. it, listen, if this happens <laughs> in, like, the real world, if we start seeing people, like, put jaws back into place in Machine City, then... Then you have yeah. you, you have a big I mean, complaint. It, it, it kind of has to come out, like not just go to the side. It has to go out and then. <laughs> There's a specific way it goes in. It's not just like a puzzle piece. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like a puzzle piece. You can't just put it in any which way you want. I don't know. Anyway, it's I don't know. It's not a real human jaw, though. Yeah, so. that's my that's my thing too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on that. He's he's a program. He's not real. He can he he can do what the average man cannot. Because what even what happens to the analyst would never happen in real either. Oh, which was hilarious. Right. Or black. So <laughs> the crew makes their way out of this warehouse and they eventually find Trinity who's working in her bike shop. They have a quick talk about how she had a dream that they were being traced by cops and that Neo was on the back of her bike. Then all of a sudden everything freezes and the analyst shows up out of nowhere and he's basically he's basically showing his version of bullet time, but on steroids because everything's It was actually a really cool scene. Down. It is. This was probably, I think this was probably the, the, the best scene in the movie. Just, just because we were getting an explanation of like, okay, what's going on here and some kind of stuff, but it's still, I don't know. We, we got to see Neil Patrick Harris, not just be this, you know, guy behind a desk type character. Right. Um, but, and, and I like the way that he played it up. I 100% um, agree with you. I really like I th- Neil Patrick I, Harris I, I love in this his, movie. I, 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 I love his lines. I love how he's ripping on his predecessor um, and just saying like the basically going over the importance of like, you know, it. nobody cares about facts. It's all about feelings. You know, we have to make right. people feel comfortable in order to live in this world. And I'm like, oh, this is it's actually really well put. So together. I was going to get into um, it later, but you're absolutely right. The dichotomy between the analysts and the architect are. The analyst cares about feeling, the architect cares about numbers, and both of them are so biased towards those that it was eventually their undoing. And I really like not that they so introduced much, not that Not so here. much, not so much cares, but focuses on. 
Sure. It's not it's not like they're like, you know, like, ooh, I, I love feelings. It's like, no, no, I he focuses on that because he knows that's a way to manipulate. And he's he's avoiding everything else. Right. Like the architect did right. not care one ounce about what anybody felt. He ergo, only cared vis-a-vis. about Yeah, ergo vis a vis. Good joke. He only cares about what the numbers say. And here we are with the analyst who only cares about feeling and he's not really paying attention to what the numbers are telling him. So it's it's really I really like that juxtaposition there. It's really interesting the way that that you was know done. What's, you know what's funny is this right here is also a again, I'm going to say this. It's the the best way to hide the truth is in plain sight. Mm-hmm. This right here is a it's 100 percent. Hey, look, everybody, here's what our government in America is doing to us today. If we can wrap you up in emotions, we can control you. Right. Ah, Mm -hmm. because before, because with all the facts and all the numbers and all the science behind everything that's going on, it's, it doesn't matter. It's the emotion behind it. And guess what? They are putting it in plain sight and people are falling for it. Right. So yeah, it kind of it kind of gets into that a little bit more when the analyst gives somewhat of an exposition dump here. Um, he basically says that the two of them were resurrected. You actually see a little bit of this resurrection scene, which is gruesome. You see brains hanging out and just machines crawling all over their bodies and everything. It's wild the way that this entire scene comes together. It really looked it looked amazing for 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 what it was. Anyways, like I was saying. They, the, the analyst goes into this whole thing about how they were resurrected for a purpose. And I really don't know why they were resurrected, but what the analyst found out is that if they keep Neo and Trinity together, but not touching just close enough, they generate a lot of energy. And for some reason, Mm -hmm. this translate into 99% of the population will just remain sheeple and happy and in their pods. Yep. So... The fact that Neo and Trinity are close enough, this makes it possible for sheeple to remain sheeple. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm getting sheeple, from this. I love that. That's what I'm getting from this, this explanation. I think this, was, I think this was such a political slap in the face, to be honest. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm, a huge polit- I'm, a huge, I'm huge into politics. <laughs> I don't talk about it in a lot of things. Um, but that's why we're friends, because you don't talk sheeple, about a lot of people. <laughs> Right, even using the words sheeple, I mean the ridiculousness two years into what's been going on, now going into three years what's going on, um, people are still buying into the emotion of everything, disregarding any and all fact. And in this, people are disregarding any and all you know, factual numbers of what's going on. And there he's using the emotion to control people, right. Um, to manipulate people, to, to keep them fearful and at bay. Right. And I think that this right here is a political slap in the face to what's to everything that's going on today. Absolutely. hundred percent. Hmm. Cause even, I mean, think about it. You, you have, you have people coming in on TV and saying, you know, you know, one thing and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I have to now do that. When there's nothing that backs that up, there's nothing that backs up anything that he's really saying, except for the truth of the matter is if you control people's emotion, 
you will get more of a reaction out of that than if you just give them statistics, which is why he's getting more generated power out of all these people because he's using the emotion, whereas the architect was just getting, you know, this run-of-the-mill, you know, yeah, the facts are the facts. Um, but it doesn't hype you up. Oh, I, he's you're talking about the movie. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were talking about politics. Still, never mind. <laughs> well, going back and forth. No, he's talking. About, he's he's talking about politics. I I, 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 I know. He's I know. About I know. And the movie, <laughs> but and the movie. But that's but that's what. But this but this part of the movie was, you know, that's why I was saying the truth. The best way to hide the truth is right in front of your face. It's right in front of everyone's face, and people aren't going to get it. They're not going to connect it to because it's right in front of their face. Absolutely. Okay. Speaking of right in front of their face, I, I love this scene where um, Trinity's buddy there, Kush, is basically turned on to swarm mode and shoots a gun at her, right, as he's explaining yep. all this. And as this bullet is just slowly coming... He's talking, you know, he's being all cool. And they got that scene where he takes the bite out of the apple, you know, and then he puts the apple up and has the bullet go through it. It just shatters the apple. Yeah. I, I just I just thought, like, it was visually an awesome scene. Stylistically, it's it really cool. It was really well done. Um, and then, you know, basically grabbing the bullet just as it touches her skin. So all she feels is a slight, like, tickle, you know, when, when she comes back. It was really, it was, it was pretty cool. I love, I do like too, that how Neo like is, he speeds up and then slows right down. Then he right. speeds up a little bit. Then he slows right down. Right. Cause he's almost trying to break what the architect, what the architect, what the analyst is right. doing. Right. Um, I liked, I appreciated that too. See, I, I looked at that as the analyst kind of messing with him a little bit. Like I'm going to let you speed up a little bit and then slow you down a little bit. I, I That's kind of how I took it. I don't think Neo was actually doing that because if you pay attention to a lot mm. of what's going on in this movie, Neo's not that powerful. Like all he's doing is basically using force stuff. He's, he's really not yep. doing much else. So I, if, I like the, I like the idea that the analyst is kind of, Giving him a little, taking away. Giving him a little bit more, mm-hmm. taking it away. Like it's really right, taking right, away. Right. I I don't know. I like that. So, anyways, like I was saying, so as Lee put out with everything that happened with the apple, and then for some reason it's escape time, and we're back in Io for some reason. I I must have blanked out anything of significance that happened in between these two scenes, but they're just basically back in Io. And General Niobe is ranting and raving about responsibility, and she's not happy with Bugs at all, all over again. It's pretty much a rehash of, of a lot of what they were talking about earlier. Then a giant bird comes and pays them a visit, and they basically have to go somewhere, and they end up at this well. And it's Santi. This is the same actress from Revolutions, like when, when Neo was yep. in the train station. And I thought that was really cool that they found this girl and just like, Hey, you want to come back and reprise your role as Santi? Yeah, sure. Which, again, if this is a... It, well, up until this scene, she was in and out of the whole movie. Okay, so she was the girl with the glasses who kind of winked at Neo that I, I know I skipped over. Yep. I don't know where else she was. She was. It was in that whole... The montage? Talking, the montage. Okay. She was in that montage three or four okay. different times. I See... Because he's doing the loop. He when he when he goes through his loop and he's seeing the birds in the air do it, and he's and he has the duck on his yeah. head and he's sitting in the bathtub. That whole montage, um, 
she's in that because he's going to see her every day and he keeps running bird, into her right. every day. And you see her three or the four times. The birds on the um the birds in the sky and the duck on his head is a little bit more on the nose now that I'm thinking about it with now her like manifesting as this giant bird. I think it's actually really cool. And I think it's even better that when you're first or second time through it, like for me, I did not recognize her until this moment. And then I was like, oh my God, that's okay. Like and, and it's right perfectly designed that way because how would you know? She does not look anything like she looked like 20 years ago. So there's no way that you would be able to recognize her. And I thought that that was really cool. So again, right. to, to both, to, well, to your point, just, you know, hiding things in plain sight. I think that's really clever. Um, right. So Niobe and Neo basically go and pay Santi a visit. They are given this long exposition dump about how her father was responsible for building the machine that uh, resurrected the two of them and the whole story about how Neo and Trinity are the same and equals and the, the, the analyst needs them both. It's, it's, it's a lot of, of mumbo-jumbo. Basically what it is, is it an, it's an excuse for them to go get Trinity. Yep. <sighs> okay. Okay, since Neo escaped his pod, now the um the analyst pretty much has a decision to make because the power source is now pretty much only drawing on Trinity, which I don't understand how that happens if the movie is telling me that the two of them together or close to one another is what generates all of this energy. Why is it just coming off of one person now? That that to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It really doesn't add up when it's generating it generates the most energy. So him by himself and her by himself isn't the full power. They're still getting some energy, um, just not the yeah, most energy. I don't know. I think that I, I'm not going to, you know, harp on it too much. I, think just, I just think it's a little bit loose. So the powers that be who are above even the analyst have a decision to make. And they just want to, you know, cut power and revert back to a prior version of the Matrix in order to, you know, supply Machine City with all of this power. But the analyst convinces him let's just wait because he's assured that Neo is going to return to his pod because it's the only home that he got. And if he doesn't, then he'll just kill Trinity and move on with his life. So, smart move here is for all of the captains to volunteer to go and try to rescue Trinity. Why? Why is any of this happening? You're putting everybody in jeopardy. Everybody's in danger now. Your 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 paranoid general like uprooted a whole bunch of people and moved them to Io, and now she's just willy nilly. Well, let's go back to Machine City and try to rescue uh, Trinity against the wishes of Machine City. I guess it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I don't know. See what the point of it was. Anyway. It was just a kickback to the original. That's all. That's, that, that, that point was. So it's Operation oh, Rescue Trinity. It it's Operation Rescue Trinity from here on out. Neo walks into a coffee shop. I love the name of this coffee shop. It's called Simulate. Simulate. I think that was really cool. So good. Simulate. Um, the analyst is in there, and he's heavily guarded. I mean, there are just guards and FBI and cops and all, it, there were even like dudes decked out in military gear just all around him trying to protect this poor guy. Sure, let's let's just keep going. And basically, a hang on, I'm sorry, an, an ultimatum is made. If Trinity wants to leave, she can leave. If she wants to stay here, you win, and I'll return to my pod. Yada yada yada. Yep. Okay. 
If the analyst doesn't agree to this, the crew has been ordered to basically pull the plug on Neo, and uh, the analyst has no other option but to agree with everything that's going on. Neo and Trinity have a face-to-face, and she starts to kind of come around until her children and her husband show up, begging her to come home, and she's willing to leave. But then, all of a sudden, for some reason, she snaps out of it, and she basically starts to wreck house. And Neo does his little Jedi trick, and force pushes everybody off of him who have surrounded him. The analyst is seeing what's going on. He begins to think that he now doesn't have the upper hand. Well, I'm sorry. I, let me back up. The analyst sees everything is going on and turns on his bullet time trick, thinking that he has the upper hand all over again, until Smith shows up, puts an end to him, and now the coffee shop is utter chaos. There's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of shooting, Neo and Trinity reach out, they touch each other, and a force explosion happens and everybody goes flying. The analyst enacts swarm mode. Smith kills the analyst, you know, in, in a way, basically turning him back into code and sending him somewhere. I, we, we find out later that that's not really what happens. Um, they have to escape. Somebody ask, actually asks Neo if he can still fly. He tries to. The ground ripples, but it's not going to happen at all. Yeah, not going to happen. Uh, not not going to happen. happen. <laughs> not going to happen. Trinity shows up on her bike. Neo gets on the back of it. The two of them fly off together, and he's force propelling, pushing all types of things away from him. And if the coolest thing, gruesome, but the coolest thing that I saw in this movie is people who are sleeping in their beds in high-rise apartment buildings start jumping out of their windows kamikaze style going through trucks and cars and everything else. I don't know why. I gotta say that was that was an interesting scene. Just just when it sh- how it started with you know two people like getting ready for bed or whatever or sleeping, and then he just wakes up and leaves, and she's like, "Where are you going?" And she's just and screams. just watched and just <laughs> yeah, like th- it was it was actually I like that they didn't just show like some guy just jump out his window, but it showed somebody who just lost their husband or whatever who decided to jump out, and and you th- you start to think like, what is that doing to this poor woman? You know, I, I, I like that's I guess so. I was more interested in why this happened. Like, why do people have to be jumping out of the window kamikaze style? Like, OK, it's it's a dude with his woman on a bike and like one car that's on their side. And they're both like flying down the street at high speeds. And you need hundreds of people to start jumping out of their windows. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, understand I, don't, that. I don't understand that at all. And to your point, nope. to your point about wasting power, like this seems like a waste. Like you probably yeah, could have been able to absolutely. do this with just the swarm that you have on the street. Like these hundreds of right. zombies that are already there. You, you really didn't need people to start like dive bombing out of their windows, like to their deaths. That, that seemed a little bit unnecessary. Cool to see, not complaining, but at the same time, eh, okay. That's that 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 was a little bit much. Um Yeah, okay. Um yep. the two of them end up on a roof. There is a helicopter that fires a live <laughs> missile at them. <laughs> Neo force projects it away from the two of them, guiding it into another helicopter, and the helicopter explodes with spectacular fashion. Then the two of them join hands and leap off of the roof. Trinity is able to. F- well, that helicopter actually hits the roof and it reproduces that ripple we see. You're with right. The first helicopter You're absolutely in the right. First You're absolutely right. And they did it, and it looked it really did. cool because the whole the building, whole building did this it. time yeah. kind of. It looked. You really, were one hundred percent right. Yeah. Sir. Yes. Right. And and I think too the, the with them with the whole swarm thing, I, I think when you get to a place. You know, and this is more of a human reaction than it is a machine reaction, which is why it tends to make no sense. But 
when you get to this place where you're like, oh my gosh, if I don't handle this, I'm going to lose everything. So I'm going to throw everything I have at it. I think the analyst is just throwing everything he has at it to prevent this from happening, hoping that I can just stop it sooner right. than later. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, 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 the ironic part of that is it's a human reaction, not a, not a, um, not a, not a machine's reaction. So that's kind of like where you're seeing, you know, the difference between the analyst and the architect. The architect would never have never. done that because he's more, he's more um, analytical and specific and by the numbers um, to stay true to his character of, you know, staying true to the emotions. The analyst just keeps utilizing his emotion to project everything at Neo yeah. at this point which is why he's throwing all those people at him. He's like, oh, I'm just going to do whatever I can to right. make this happen. Yeah. Um, so um, is it needed? No, but it just shows the fear of the analyst of losing what he really needs. Absolutely. I so. really, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see if we do get more movies out of this franchise, if there's like a, a, a power that rises as kind of like a healthy combination of both. I hope. That'd be interesting. I think that would be a lot more interesting. Like at this point now, when you look at the architect and you look at the analyst, they're so easily foiled because of how predictable each of them were. But if you have somebody that's like a healthy combination of both taking everything into consideration when building like the next iteration of whatever the matrix is going to be, I think that's much more interesting and it would be much more harder to overcome than just, oh, we're we're going to kick your jaw off now. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I just think that would be a lot, a lot better. Anyways, so the two of them on this on this roof decide that they are going to join hands and jump off of this building. And if they fly, they fly. If they fall, they fall. Neo is not able to fly, but Trinity, however, is. She just looks around. The roaring theme that straight out of the original movie comes roaring up on the score. I thought that was a really cool touch for this moment. And Trinity flies off. It was really interesting because the way that she flew was not like, I mean, I guess we never really saw Neo start to fly, but it was, it was like, I don't know. The original, the original theme didn't happen here. It happened after they go to the analyst's house. I will get to that closing song. Yeah, that's. I will get there. (laughs) We'll get there. I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. I'm so, talking about the score. I'm not talking about the song. I'm talking about the score. Yeah. Not the cover? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No. So, when you... when Because... Well, all I was getting at was the way that, the way that she flew. I don't know, it, just, it just reminded me of, like, some other stuff, but not The Matrix. Like, it looked like somebody who got superpowers, not like somebody who was... Who, you know, that was a difference. Like when we saw him fly, Neo's lift, it wasn't Neo's liftoff is epic to watch. Right. This was just like, oh, I can fly now. Zip. It's like, oh, I'm on a wire. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like that's what it was. It it, it almost reminded me of a. Uh, I'm thinking uh, in Hook, where he's where he's like, Daddy, Daddy, I'm a daddy, and then he's like, I lost my happy thought. Ah, oh, and he falls down and he like stops and floats. He's kind of like hanging there for a second. That's what was happening here. They were just kind of hanging there for a second, like both unsure of what was going on and just kind of floating there. And then she's like, all right, we're going up. Or like, she's like, bye bye or something. She just right? says and bye. She takes off. Bye. Yeah. And then she just flies off. 
It's the most <laughs> awkward like, thing in the world. <laughs> it was really weird. It was way too weird. Oh my god. It just didn't make sense to there's me. There's a lot about there's a lot about how this movie ends that doesn't make a lot of sense. There's a lot of things that happen in these last two acts in this movie that don't, that just don't land for me and don't make sense at all. But we've we've been over all that and I'm done talking about it. Anyways, later on we see these two, Neo and Trinity, both play the analyst of visit. For some reason, the side of the analyst office is just missing. Like it looks like a bomb. It ex- blew off. It blew off. Yeah, they blew it. They blew it off before they showed up there. They blew right. Okay, blew I, I must have forgot about that part. Then I apologize. So they blow off well, the side just, of you, the building. You see it just kind of blow off. Okay, I didn't. Like before she shows up, it just blows, it just blows off, off, and then she comes in. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They pay the analyst a visit. Trinity's not happy about the name. The analyst says, "Come on, it was just a little joke," and she kicks she's like, his she's jaw. Like, off. Tiffany, really? <laughs> she kicks his jaw off. I love how his jaw got kicked off and you see like the gaping hole where his jaw used to be is like part blood, part code. I thought that that was really yeah. cool. Like just, just the was, visual it of it to see. Um, she snaps her fingers. His jaw is back. He makes another remark, well, another really sexist remark about how obedient she is and she slits his throat and then snaps her fingers again and all of a sudden he's fine. <laughs> Um, but she she slits it like all the way through. Yeah. Where his head just goes completely. <laughs> <bleep>. <laughs> like, like there's no other there's no other sound effect that fits with that. But bleep. it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, the analyst. <laughs> the analyst wrongly. But it wasn't gruesome. It was just it was like it was more comedic than anything. I think that was the point of like, what the scene what? was supposed to be. It was supposed to be more comedic than anything. I don't know. See, I know, here's the thing, and here's usually, the thing you, about you, that. How, I don't. It's not very. Aside from Freddy Krueger, but which is just like sick. Like it's not very often that you slit somebody's throat, and it's comedic. That's my point. I think but, it's just. But he's a program, so it's okay. He's a program. It's okay, and it's Neil Patrick Harris. I think that's what makes it funny. I think if it with anybody else, I don't think it would have been as funny as this. Yeah. So that's 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 my thoughts on the matter. I also like I also like that when she slits his throat, that also turns into code. But you know, she snaps his fingers and he's perfectly fine again and he stands up. The analyst gives this speech about how the sheeple are gonna stay happy in their pods because they're love my world and the two of you are gonna return to yours because reasons, and it's really not going the way that he thinks things are going to go. And they say we're gonna change a couple of things here. And that's when you get the line, maybe we'll turn the sky into rainbows. And they, 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 they fly off together. They, 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 they can both fly now. Everything's fine. And they both fly off together. Nope. He, he, Neo can't fly. She carries No, he's them. flying. That, no, that's why he walks up. He comes to the door in the, in the apartment because he walks yeah, up but the they stairs. Both, they she they, flies both, into they the both fly out of the side of the building together. They oh, both fly right, out of the right. side they of the building together, together, and they do the whole thing in the sky, how they're together, and they're flying around each other, and everything's lovey-dovey and happy at the end of this thing. And then the movie ends, and we get the yeah, worst. Yeah, then you see George Lucas and Carrie Fisher float up in the back. Sure. Oh, wait, no, sorry, that's And up. then we get the worst, the worst cover I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I am a massive Rage Against the Machine fan. Whoever this is... Is not Rage Against the Machine. This was the worst cover in the world. This is a this is such a disgrace to wake up. It's ridiculous. I don't know why they felt the need to end it this way. I don't know what Lena Wachowski was thinking. You could have just used the original. Song. Just use the original song. Just use the original right. song, or use anything else. 
from those three albums, but you did not have to do it like this. My God. My God. Yeah, so dude, that was actually Brass Against. Who? Brass Against. They need to stop. They, they need to stop. No, actually, no, it's actually kind of cool. No, it's Brass not. Against. No, it's not. Is, stop. It's I don't want to cool hear you justify this. this way. I don't want to hear you say that this band is cool. It's not cool. No, stop. I, I'm, I'm done. Never again. Never again. Never again. This was horrible. They is desecrated this, I mean, if, a if classic. This your, if this is your first, in, if this is your first introduction I, to Brass yes, Against, then I'm not surprised. This is a this this is a desecration of a classic song. No, no, absolutely not. Stop. Retire. Retire. Stop. If there's anything that I care more about movies, it's music. And Lee knows this about me, so this is this is I, a I really big thing for me. No, this was horrible. This is the worst. I listen to it all in awe. Like, my jaw is on the ground at how bad this was. I don't care. I know that might sound harsh. I don't usually tell anybody to stop what they're doing or retire, but in this case, just no. Just stop. Just stop. Dude, it's a bunch of brass instruments I don't care. doing Rage Against the Machine. That's, it's like a gimmick. I don't care. It's horrible. <sighs> it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have laughed through most That's of this fine. podcast because everything you get, it, it, for some reason, it does not change my mind. I don't want it to. Everything let me, let me be clear. Said, I don't want it to. No, on, I don't no, want to change no, anybody's mind. I, That's not what I, that's no, not no, what no, I, I ever try that. to do. What I'm trying to say. No, no, I get that. But what I'm trying to say is everything that we're talking about and everything you guys are saying is 100% true. I just don't care. <laughs> I still That's like fine. the movie. That's fine. <laughs> and I'm sitting here listening to it going, yes, there are massive holes. <laughs> yes, it makes no sense. <laughs> but for some reason, I still like the movie. <laughs> I, think, I, I think the big thing for me is there was a point in this movie where it stops being about the Matrix and starts being about Rescue Trinity. And that's the point where I check out. That's the point where this right. movie starts to make absolutely zero sense for me. And everything that and happened. I 100%. Everything that happened after. And the feel of the movie ch- and the feel of the movie completely changes in that does moment. A 100%. does a complete 180. Does a complete 180. And I totally agree. <laughs> For some reason, still like the movie, though. And it's fine, man. It's fine that you like it. I just... It's just... But I guess for me, it's one of those guilty pleasures. You know, I'm going to put this up there. This, for me, is Batman Forever. For I mean, yeah, Batman Forever for Lee. Like... <laughs> If we did a podcast to Batman Forever, it would be oh. Will and I would be having the same conversation, and Lee would be in my shoes right now. And you, a hundred percent, know he would that. Do, Lee. I think Lee would do about a week's worth of research to endlessly justify why that movie is better than it actually is. He'd be pulling he out. He would be pulling scene. out. He'd be pulling out quotes. He'd be pulling out budgets. He'd be pulling out. This is what, you know what? this is what Jim Carrey had to say, and this is what Otto Schwarzenegger was actually trying to do. You know like, what? You would, Schwarzenegger has I'm, nothing right. to do with Batman fine, Forever. Fine, fine. I'm going to say Batman this. Batman Robin is garbage. This. Absolute garbage. I'm going to say this. Batman Forever Six could be a lot now? worse. <laughs> Six months from now, we're going to have a conversation, and I'm going to find a deleted scene that justifies why they shifted the feel of this movie to justify this movie. <laughs> I look forward to that. I honestly do. I don't. You know, and you know what? 
I don't care. Well, as we said, maybe there's a deleted scene. I think that should be our tagline. You know what? That can be your tagline. Because <laughs> that that entire concept that you have, maybe this is, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's a cop out. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's so stupid. Well, but hey, man. The, the reason I say that line, maybe there's a deleted scene, is mostly because I'm like, come on. Like, who thought this was okay to put out? With without, there's, pl- there's plenty of those movies though that I know, are just but, awful. But it just makes yeah. me think. And like, this right here does not. <clears throat> this right here, it, it, it's. See, for me, it's like, okay, Will, you're not an Indiana Jones guy. I love the first three Indiana Jones. The fourth one, awful. Like, it doesn't compare wait to the till first. Wait till the three. fifth. Oh my! I, I, I don't want to. Um, this movie, for whatever reason. The, for, I appreciated it for what it was, and I went into it not expecting when they first started the film, and it felt like I, I got that. I was like, "Ooh, this is like the first movie." I enjoyed that feeling. Um, everything else that happened, like the swarm mode, it it started going somewhere, and then didn't really go anywhere. You have, you know, it switched from this mental breakdown to rescue. Tra- I get all of that, and I agree with all of that. But for whatever reason, I still enjoyed the movie, and I'm 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 trying to sit there going, I don't, I'm not gonna let it ruin it for me, and I hope Lee, I hope us giving you a hard time about Batman Forever doesn't ruin Batman Forever. Uh, no, for you. absolutely not, absolutely not. I don't want to ruin. I don't. I. It's never my. It's, listen, it's never my intention to ruin your enjoyment of a film. If you love something and I didn't. I'm I'm more than happy for you. The I'm fact just that a you very guys keep saying I'm, it's let me finish. I'm just a very <laughs> I'm just a very argumentative person by nature. So it's just the fact that oh, you guys think perfect. that I love this movie Batman Forever you do. is what drives me insane. I don't love yes, it. Do. I just have an appreciation for it for because I was a kid when it came you out. Love it. I ha- I don't love this Matrix movie. I have an appreciation yeah. for it for what they for but the dude, purpose you're of it. 40. And I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> you should know you better. enjoy Batman Forever. <laughs> Do not, do not, okay. Chuck, do not believe him when he says he doesn't like that movie. I have known him for close to 30 years. I didn't he say loves I don't that like movie. it. You love it. I didn't movie. say I don't I know like he it. Does. You've tried. I enjoy you it. You have endlessly tried. But I don't Will, love just it. Just watch it. Just watch it again. Just try. <laughs> just give it another shot. You have I done that watch, to me. I said, watch the deleted scenes. No. Recently. I said, watch the deleted recently, scenes. Recently, you've been on board with the deleted scenes. But prior to yes. like three years ago, before you even knew about them, just watch Watch it again. I will say this. No, I, that was I me telling you to watch Gotham. You're confusing it. I will say this. Before I joined, before I joined the podcast with you guys, um, and Lee introduced me to it, I was listening to it. Aside from Star Wars and MCU, the only other movie that is constant, or Terminator, those three universes, aside from those three universes, the only other movie that is brought up consistently is Batman forever. You know what's you know why? By him. Because you Be, like by no, him. Because, <laughs> because it was something that came out came up two years ago in a conversation and he still hasn't seen my side of it. <laughs> it's not like I've spent the past thirty years plus years, whatever. No, I haven't. Yes you mm-hmm. have. Yes you no, have. It, no. Yes, yes you have. <laughs> yes you have, man. L- Dude, I can, if I can sit here and admit it and say, you know what, Equilibrium, Equilibrium for me is a guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. I enjoy the movie. I know it's filled with holes. It's up, it's up there with Batman Forever. 
let him have absolutely. I have absolutely no problem with that. But it's just the fact that he's sitting here right now saying that he that he doesn't do what he does. There's two constants with you, my friend. Back <laughs> to the Future and Batman Forever. Those are the two constants with you all the time. I don't I don't know why you sit here and say that it's not. Like that's what bothers me so much. Just own it, man. How often do I bring up Back to the Future? All the time. All the time. If we're talking about time travel, even when we're not talking about back, even when we're not talking about time time travel, Mm. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure you 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 bring up Back to the Future quite often. Come on, you there's nothing wrong with it. You you have it tattooed. Neither one of us. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Neither (laughs) one of us are saying that it's a problem. The only one that's finding issue right now is you. I know because you're saying that I love it. I don't love it. I appreciate it. That's what that's right. You you I think you like it more than you're letting us. I agree do with no, this. No, you're you you believe I love it. <laughs> you do more not. Than I you do not bring up. Hang on. It. You do not bring up Batman Forever the way that you do, and that consistently. If you do not love it, no, I have an addiction to arguing. That's the issue. <laughs> no, that means nothing. No. Well, that's true. That means nothing. That is true. But you try to I before I again before I even joined what is now black and white productions i never you know the the trilogy that we are you know the three of us it was just the two of you for the longest time when i listened to it every single time it was brought up it was you'd find a new appreciation to it if you just watched the yes, deleted scenes yes because we were in the it middle changes, we were in the middle everything. of a year long argument it, <laughs> we're in the middle of it hang on hang on the deleted scene thing that, right there the deleted scene thing is in the middle of a year our year old argument for him but it's a 30 year argument for the two of us when it comes to that movie no. yes it is. okay no. all right fine fine listen Can, okay you know the what matrix let me, let me resurrection let, let me ask chuck who do you believe in, in what thank you oh you definitely <laughs> i believe it. i believe i believe in harvey dent i believe in harvey dent too good for you okay i lee i, I will put Which this up harvey there. Lee dent? is one of my best friends lee is one of my best friends and i can sit there and say you know what I can start a sentence and be funny with it, and Lee will pick up on it in 13 seconds. No, less. Like, less. Usually less. Except for the mouse this morning. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It wasn't because I'm um, like, I just don't understand what you're saying to me. Until like until I, I was like was out funny. in the other room, and I'm like, oh, you're, you're just... <laughs> I'm a jerk. <sighs> um, yeah. But I, 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 as much as Will knows you, Lee... I know you, and it's like maybe not as much, but I, I I hang out with you more now, so, and I I hear what's going on, and it's a it's a constant, it's a constant. It's not like it's like once in a while. I just it's want up. I just want my my foot massage day when somebody goes okay, okay, like that's all I'm fighting for. I don't care anymore. I just I just want someone to say. That part was cool. <laughs> like, you know, you, Lee. You know what? I want that day when you know what? I would love it if you if you enjoyed equilibrium like I did. I'm, but you don't. I, and that's I, I will more. say I will say this. I'm I'm a little tired. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> anyways. This was a good one. This hey, is probably this, I this is this is one of my, this is one of my, this is a good my, one. my more this was a good one favorite podcast. But uh, I am I, mm. I, I I like the fact that for the first time it's a movie that you know like you said this before you know 
we're not all in agreement with everything. And that's kind that of happened. what that's kind of what I want to do a lot more of. You know, we do a lot of MCU stuff here. We do a lot of Star Wars stuff here, and it's getting to me honestly, it's just getting a little bit repetitive that we just keep, come on here and I, I love this. I love that. This was awesome. This was amazing. All right, bye. Like I kind of want to do more movies where we're divided. Which is why, which is I why in it. a few weeks, spoiler warning. Which is why in a few weeks we're going to be doing Terminator Three because Lee has quite a bit to say about I, Terminator Three. <laughs> we already, we already did it. I'm pretty sure you have it somewhere in your hard it's drive. Done. Can we just release it's the done. old one? I don't, I don't want to do it again. You're doing it again. You're doing it again. Oh, I, oh, I can't wait oh, to be a part of this one. Oh man, <laughs> there's, a, there's a hang on, I'll be hang back on, hang on again. And little, 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 little nugget here. There's a rubber chicken. There's a rubber chicken. <laughs> oh, no. There's a rubber chicken. I will leave it on that. And with that, we are done for the night. I am tired. Pretty sure the two of you would like to get to bed. This was a mm. quick one. Have a good yeah. one, everybody. <laughs> See you later. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>